gonna die doing this dumb ass. Yeah, fucking fool. Open your mouth so I can give you this milk. Open your fucking mouth, man. I gotta do you like my two year old baby. The truth of the matter is, you were not a good baby. Well, you ain't seen nothing, my friend, until you have a flame coming out of your butthole and you need an asbestos diaper to be able to keep that flame from burning a hole in your pants. You ain't seen nothing yet. And I don't know nothing about it, but I learned quick, fast, and hurt. Uh, nobody's ever accused me of pulling any weapon on them. What? The 1-1 one, one pitch, swung on, fly ball, left center, not that deep, on the run, Chisholm, oh, gives way, keep this with a diving catch in left center. How about that? And a sensational diving catch in left center by Jason Kipnis. You told me to leave while I'm in my order while you're making out with that slut. Being in the industry with how much you take on your face. It's funny to hear females talk about routes. Like. Most of my sex took place on camera. And you know, this is her. This is her. I'm 46 years old. You know, bring your kids I had to take off my shoes So kiss my black Hey, hold the presses. We just got some breaking news. Here it comes. A swing and a miss. Ball game. Got him with another curveball. So the Indians, they win game one of the division series against the New York Yankees, winning it by a final score of four to nothing. And welcome to the Sandsbury Show on Rock 106.9 online at WRQK.com. If you missed yesterday, Pick up the podcast there. I uh, I took a nap a little bit yesterday so I could stay up and watch a little bit of this Indians game. And it was awesome. And you could kind of tell early. There are certain sporting events where you can just kind of tell, yeah, they're, they're, they're locked in. You can see it in their eyes. They kind of have it. The game's theirs, especially in baseball when you have a pitcher who looks like he's going to be a little bit dominant. Bauer looked good last night. There were people questioning Francona on that decision and the Kipnis decision. And I want to ask Munch. Munch on Sports, who can be found at uh, Fox Sports 1350 weekdays at 3 and also everywhere on the iHeartRadio app, joins us every Friday at 7. Joins us every Friday at 7. I'm going to ask him this. Is Terry Francona the greatest manager slash head coach Northeast Ohio sports, Cleveland sports has ever had? Very fair question, right there. That's I, I want to know that I want because I was sitting there last night. I was like, "Well, I was like Paul Brown. I mean, dude, a team was named after that dude. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, dude, a a point. Te- right? There's a stadium about ten miles from here named after that dude. So I was like, all right. So there's he's got to be part of that equation. But Francona, man, like he has he's won everywhere, right? Uh, yeah, and I mean, you know, with with that being said, I think it was logical to question the guy in the sense of is this the best decision? Not when you got Corey Kluber, Kluber right? Right. Why are you not starting Corey Kluber I, game one? Yeah, if you're a media person, you got to ask him. Like, I don't feel bad about myself. It's funny to hear a woman <laughs> ask Francona if you should start Bauer. But like, I don't feel like I'm like, oh, dude, you're a turncoat because yesterday I was a little bit like, well, should Corey Kluber be no. starting? I mean, that's a, that's a logical thing. No, you got to. I mean, he's going to win the side with young to be concerned about Jason Kipnis playing center field. That's a logical thing. The dude hasn't played center field in any major capacity since like he was in the minor leagues and in college. Right. So like that was a logical like concern. 
there. Is it a logical concern to be worried that Michael Brantley taking a position of a pitcher? But like at this point, yeah, I can have all these questions. I can think like trust maybe, and possibly, but how do you not trust in the guy? He's proven himself not only in other places, but to know this team, this team, and what they need to do and what they need to succeed. Because look at the injuries they've gone through with Brantley. Look at the injuries they've gone through with Zimmer. Look at the injuries they've gone through. You know, and, and, and the way that they use Andrew Miller. Like it, the guy is, he is, he's a phenomenal. But GR guy. He's really Skipper. good, and I, I, I think there's something about Francona. Where I think losing the World Series last year, I think he's one of those guys where you're not going to see it, but at home, he hates the fact that they lost that World Series more than he wants to win. He hates losing like that, I think. I, I don't know. I don't know that, but like looking at the sidelines yesterday, like in, and watching oh, the dugout, sorry, baseball people, and, and watching it, I was like, man, this guy, given the fact that he's won everywhere he goes, essentially, and uh, he's got this team who everybody's saying is the most complete team in baseball. Now, I would imagine he's part of that, right? <laughs> A part of like acquiring and like working with and like, you know, developing, which is big. I mean, I think, dude, we're lucky to have him, right? I, I it's undeniable, and I think you have to give a little bit of the credit to the front office. Obviously, yes, absolutely. A little bit of credit to to the players, but the person who's really putting those ingredients together and putting the whole thing into the oven He's got to turn it into him. a team. Right. right. Their pieces, he turns it into a team, and I think Tito's doing a fantastic job at it, and like I could just, like I went to bed in the sixth inning, Okay, but I could tell early, it was like, yeah, they just have it. And like, they just have it. As soon as you saw Bauer dropping those curveballs, dude, I mean, it really was, like, it was a clinic well, the, last night. The catch by Kip I was like, okay, well, I mean, this is what everybody was right. worried about. Here right. it is, home run play, and like he, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it was obvious early. Yeah, they're just locked in and they have it. Um, I think the uh, I think the way that Bauer was able to handle the plate last night, and you really saw it with uh, more than anyone. I mean, he painted it and just had it, just had it, just exactly where it needed to be. Sonny Gray did not. Um, but you saw it last night with Aaron Judge and the the the, the savior of New York and the savior of the Yankees and the savior of baseball said down four times yeah. last night, dude. Got sat down four now, times. Now, you got to understand, that kid's going to have a game, right? Course, I mean, he's going to have sure. a two-home run game. It's just going to happen. I mean, he's just—he's that kind of guy. I mean, you're going to have a two-home run game on Corey Kluber today? No, I don't know. Ain't. I don't know about that, no, but I, I think, no, probably not. No, <laughs> probably not. But you just got to imagine he's going to have a game. All you got to do is win two more of the Indians. Right. And, and that's the thing is you have to remember, this is a short series, so if they can yeah, it's pull five, off, right? Yep, if they can pull off that victory, at, uh, it's a 5.08 start time but I, tonight, I believe. If they can pull off this victory tonight, like, they have all the confidence in the world going into that game three dude. I don't know if Aaron Judge is able to pull off a uh, an impressive anything on, on what the Indians are doing. Dude, right if now. I'm Hugh Jackson, I'm hating life right now. Right? You got Ty Lue, young as hell, already right. won a title. Right. Now, he's got LeBron, so it, it's not necessarily about Ty Lue, but the, you have Tito over there who's certified as a, a, as like a damn good, you know what I mean, baseball manager, and you're the big sport in town, and you're one in twenty-two or something. Or, or, or does does the Browns and Hugh Jackson by default there? Do they get a pass? No, because we've got so many playoff victories recently. I feel like they're almost taken for granted now. Like, remember when winning a playoff game, not even a series, not a championship, yeah. not getting to a finals, just winning a playoff game was a huge goal in Northeast Ohio. Right. Getting to the second season was a goal, and now it's just like, yeah, of course we're going to make it out of the first round. Of course we're going to make it out of the divisional championship series. Of course we're going to do that. Yeah. And like and we all just act like it's it's you know it's it's nothing. So I don't know. I feel like the Browns might be getting a pass because of that. Oh, I don't know. It doesn't feel like that. Every time you mention them, all people do is just yell, you know, obscenities up and down. I couldn't even take phone calls on it. People would just—I mean, that's all they do. It's just the f word over and over and over and over again. 
I don't know. I was thinking about that, but I, I'm going to ask Munch that because I think there's a good possibility Tito may be the the best we've had. I don't know. I mean, I obviously don't have the historical perspective of all managers and coaches. Well, it's a good thing we got old man Munch coming up <laughs> seven o'clock then, right? Hey, dinosaur! Hey, Grandpa, tell us a story. <laughs> tell me some things. Fanto's going to sit down with WWE or Becky Lynch. That'll happen at six forty-five, and also coming up at nine o'clock today, our good buddy and Canton Police Officer Lamar Sharp stops by the studio. We are loaded good down day, today. Buddy, good day. Loaded down with a good show today. We got WWE tickets and Haunted Laboratory tickets. As a matter of fact, we'll give you those Haunted Laboratory tickets next on Rock 106.9. That's how bad my company wants web hits. They'll say reach around to get it. That's how bad, dude. Just WRQK.com. WRQK.com. I don't think there's ever been a reach around in this program, ever. Like, I, I never once. Well, it's three years. That's a shame, dude. Like, you know, you know what I mean? Reach around podcast. God, what are we doing with our lives? And welcome back to the program. We have Haunted Laboratory tickets. We'll pass those out here momentarily. 1-800-243-7625 on those. Can I tell you, I, sometimes we'll do this. We're, we're, we'll take a meme that we see and kind of like expose it for what it is. And uh, <laughs> I'm going to choose this moment of the program to do this right now. All right. So I see this one a lot. I pray that 59 beautiful souls who started off at a Jason Aldean show woke up at the most amazing Tom Petty concert. I mean, I, I get the. It's like God bless you. I get that the sentiment is supposed to be well wishing there, but like, I, I feel like that's a little off base. Like, I've, I don't know. That doesn't. I, I for some reason I don't like that. Yeah, I understand. Like, like hey, it's okay. You're dead because you're front row for for Petty's yeah. fir- first performance before God. Who cares about your family that you left behind? Who cares about your I don't children? Know, it's you're, just, you're up there rocking. A lot of people send that um, to me because they know I'm a huge Tom Petty fan. And I get it. I mean, I do get it. It's just, I, 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 I guess I just don't view the world that way. I guess it would kind of be nice to have that, like, sense of security, that, that, that security blanket or, like, that safety net of, like, yeah, dude, when you die in, a, in an absolutely that your atrocious, life on Earth is only, is only so significant. But, but, like, I mean, it'd be nice to think that when you die, when you get shot in the biggest killing in the history of the country, yeah, you're going to wake up and be at a Tom Petty concert. But, like, I don't know, dude. I, I mean, talk I, about a tour shirt you don't want. Right, right, right. You know, I, I just, I don't know. I, there's something about that meme I just didn't love. But you're right. The sentiment is there, and it's not like they're saying, like, you know, what F these people. Right. It's not, yeah, it's not the same thing as saying, well, you know, that's crowd control or whatever. Like, we're seeing, right. you know, a lot of people saying stuff like that because of, you know, the kind of music that they liked. No, I, I mean, I do get that. I, it's not, the intention is not to be disrespectful with it, but for some reason, like, that kind of stuff just is, it, it just, not that I'm like, wow, that person's wrong. It's just, I don't know. I, I didn't understand. I didn't love the statement. I get it. You know I what do. I mean? Maybe I I'm it. still a little butthurt over Tom Petty leaving the earth. That could be it, too. Okay. It could just be like, you know what, man? Screw that. It's unfair. They took Tom Petty from me, man. That was my guy. It might happen. So, actually, music is actually one of the things I want to talk to you about right now. Because the other night, I hosted Bike Night, right? Yeah. We were giving away Harley, thanks to yeah. Freedom Harley Davidson and all that. And it went great, right? right? But I put up the tent, and it's got our logo on it and all this stuff, right? And so this guy who obviously rides, you know, he's got the leather cut on and not that whole thing, is walking by. He's like, yo, you work at that radio station? I was like, yeah. He's like, well, he's like, take this band right here. The band that was like playing Bike Night, right? Okay. Now, I don't know who they were. It's a cover band, obviously. It's not, right. like, it's not like Warrant was out there, right? Okay. And he's like, you know, so like, take this band right here. Because they were in the middle of playing something. Right. He was like, this ain't rock and roll, dude. And I was like, um, 
Okay, and was it, was it, I am not going to assume they had like a rap group performing no. at Blake Night. I mean, right? Although, imagine uh, right? little right? Chino from Seventy Ninth shows up. <laughs> no, that's not what happened at all, right? But so he's like, "This ain't rock and roll, dude." And he's like, "And this is part of the problem with your radio station." And I was like, "Okay." He's like, "What do you mean?" He's like, "Nirvana ain't rock and roll." And I was like, mm. at first, I was just like, "Oh my god, old man yelling at Cloud right in front of me!" Like, awesome, right? And then he started like laying in on me. And he was like, no. He's like, I'm not yelling. He's like, hear me out. I'm not yelling at you, but here I am yelling well, at I you mean, in the middle of a parking lot. He's about 15 <laughs> beers in, so he didn't think he was yelling, but he was yelling. You know what I mean? And he's like, no, hear me out. He's like, rock and roll ain't whiny, dude. He's like, you know, I was living in Tacoma, Washington when that whole thing was going down. He's like, and I never got so much vagina in my whole life because I wasn't a whiny sissy like a lot of that grunge stuff. He's like, I, he's like, that ain't rock and roll, dude. He's like, you need to be playing more Godsmack, man. Oh. And so, like, honestly, because I asked him, I was like, well, what do you want? Like, what should I? Because I was like, well, let me find out where this guy is. Maybe he's just like, unless it's Bachman Turner Overdrive, I'm not into it. Right? But I was, like, surprised to find out, no, it's not necessarily that he wants classic rock. It's just, I was like, so aggression's your thing. And he's like, yeah, man, that whole Nirvana Seattle thing's just too whiny. That's not rock and roll, dude. And I started, I just, I haven't been able, that was Wednesday. Wednesday night, and I haven't been able to forget about this dude since. Like, he's haunting me, <laughs> is essentially what's happening. But he's a little bit, like, I told him, I was like, dude, I have a hard time saying you're right, but I think I agree with you more than I don't. Um... Now, I just feel like that rock and roll in that statement is a very, very large umbrella. And, like, we've talked about this when it comes to, when it comes to, like, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Yeah, that, well, like, that's a music hall is what I always say. Right, and I feel like rock and roll isn't so much a musical sound as it is the attitude. And, and, and there is a little bit of, like, well, of course Nirvana personified that attitude, there's no denying it. And even the song... Oh, like they, I mean, they were definitely anti-establishment. Right. This song, not exactly a, a balls-out, like, kicking-your-ass song. Well, there's ballads in rock, right? I mean, Kiss was considered to be a rock band, but they had Beth. You know, Motley Crue's considered to be a rock band, but Home Sweet Home's probably their biggest hit. But even... Even like one of Nirvana's rockier songs, "Smells Like Teen Spirit," there is a little bit of that like whininess to it. Oh, there he's is definitely a little whiny. Bit of, you know, but Allison Chains was a white. But I asked him. I said, "So I was like, so give me like, what about Soundgarden? Because sound to me, Soundgarden is totally a rock and roll band." And he said to me, "He's like, no man. He's like, I mean, it's good. He's like, he's like, they're better than Nirvana. He's like, Nirvana's the worst out of all of them." Soundgarden, you're saying Soundgarden is not a rock and roll band I mean, guy? I, that's that's a lot. I say. think Soundgarden's a rock and roll band. I think so but too. He and he even said he's like, I like Soundgarden better than I like Pearl Jam and Nirvana. He kept giving me he's like Nirvana seemed I don't know it was almost like Kurt like slept with his wife or something. That I mean, was he, the thing. I mean, he was mad about Nirvana, but he was like, man, that whole Seattle sound. He's like, it's not really rock and roll. He's like, it's something else. He's like, and so I said, I was like, so, but then here's where he lost me. He's like. He started arguing about lyrics, and they, you know how I am about that. Yeah. And he's like, even Kid Rock's got lyrics. And I was like, all right, well, I'm kind of out on that. Like, I was like, all right, well, I'm kind of out on that. But, I mean, he – and so I, I just – I haven't been able to let this go because I get what he's saying that I would agree that Godsmack definitely sounds more like a traditional rock and roll band, hard rock, heavy metal band, 
than Nirvana does. So is he saying that Led Zeppelin's not a rock band? Ooh. Well, you can't say that. They're considered to be the greatest rock and roll band ever. Right. I mean, essentially, that's what he is saying, though. And I mean, like, even well, if you say... Why do you, th- oh, you think Led Zeppelin's a little whiny? Uh, a little whiny, a little more melodic than aggressive. I don't view Led Zeppelin oh, as an aggressive band no, 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 at all. No, they're, they're bluesier than they're right, anything else. Right. So, like, I don't view them as an aggressive band, but okay, they're fair still point. a rock band. I mean, I think you can even go... If you start going back far enough, I mean, dude, you can look at... I mean, don't get me wrong, they're the, the, the godfathers of metal, they're the inventors of metal, but like, you Black can look Sabbath? at Black Sabbath, and like that wasn't nearly as aggressive as like punch you in the mouth like like this is. Right? I mean, like... I mean, I, dude, for as cheesy as Godsmack is, I hate to admit it, they're good, dude. Like, they're like ACDC in the sense that it's cheesy, it all sounds exactly the same, but you like it. They're good at this, dude. Yeah, they they're are. They're good at, like... Yeah, they're good at, like, studded bra stripper right, music. Like, they are. Good they're good at, at it, dude. They are. They're really good. Yeah, but I asked him. I was like, so, so like, saliva. Because it wasn't necessarily era for him. Okay. It's just, unless it was, like, in your face and a little bit more aggressive. And he just felt like, he's like, that Seattle thing. He's like, it's just a little too white. Then he was like, you know, it's like, you know, my daughter's 25. And sometimes, you know, her and her boyfriend stuff will come over. And, dude, nobody rocks like I rock, man. He's <laughs> like, they come out to my garage and those kids, he's like, they can't even figure. He's like, they, you know. And he thought that they were, like, impressed by him because of the looks on their faces. I was like, no, no homie. They're looking at you like oh my god please don't tell me that's what i have to be in 30 years just standing out in the garage it's like drinking butt heavy shirt off hanging out with his adult they come out to my garage nobody rocks like i rock man that guy is awesome so he wants more godsmack and i was like so happy i was like man i wish my boss was standing right here like i've been saying that since i got here like i wish my fat idiot boss was standing right here having to listen to this other idiot Nobody rocks. No, I mean, do that, dude. That was a quote more than <laughs> once. But I think he's kind of right. Godsmack's a little bit more aggressive. I think they're more in the rock and roll traditional lane than Nirvana, who I think was probably a better band than Godsmack. I don't know. I just could not get that guy out of my mind for two days, and now neither <laughs> will you. On a laboratory tickets up for grabs. Let's take caller 15 right now. 1-800-243-7625 on those. Next, Fantone sits down with WWE or Becky Lynch on the Stansbury Show. And welcome back to the Sandsbury Show and Rock 1069. Before the break, we were talking about like this guy I met at bike night. He was like, dude, Nirvana's not rock and roll. Godsmack's rock and roll. And Carrie wrote in. She was like, um, that guy's kind of stupid. She was like, Godsmack started out as an Alice in Chains cover band, which was from that Seattle sound. So, And she's totally right. That is that, is that, that true? Is, yeah, that is totally true. I did not know that. Yeah, when they were in Boston, they started out. And that's because that's how they got their name. It's an Alice in Chains song. Oh, really? Yeah, Godsmack is an Alice in Chains song. Did not know that. Oh, yeah, that band totally lifted all that stuff. Did not know that. And it was actually a, uh, a radio DJ from Boston who actually did mornings at a station I worked at once named Rocco, who kind of like found them and like kind of pushed it uphill and like i guess like sully lived in his house and like that whole thing until they got like on their feet and all that i don't know there's been you know disputing reports on some of that rocco was an interesting guy um fantone is a is a huge huge wwe fan and we have a, a couple of four packs to give you today but he had the opportunity to sit down with wwe superstar becky lynch we're gonna let you take a listen to that right now perfect becky hey thank you so much for calling in we really do appreciate it no problem my pleasure 
right, WWE can. Everybody is excited, dude. The Hall of Fame city is a buzz. Saturday night, it's all going down at the Civic Center. And Becky, one of the things, you know, I'm a big wrestling fan myself, and one of the things I think is just true in life is at one point or another, everybody loved WWE. Now, some people left it for one reason or another, but, you know, what would you tell people, like, why should they come back to the brand? I think it's better than ever. We have a more um, talented and athletic caliber of superstar than we ever have before. And because I'm there now. Why wouldn't you watch it? It's straight fire now. I do. I agree with you 100% on that. I think, <laughs> I think that the matches have, you know, definitely moved forward. And nowhere is that more true than in the women's division. Um, you know, they've called it the women's revolution. And, you know, fans have been calling for it for years. Speak your mind on what the women's revolution has meant and what kind of the transition from divas to actual superstars meant to you. Well, to me, you know, I, I started off wrestling when I was 15 years old. And, and um, I did it not because I thought that I was going to be a superstar. I mean, growing up in Dublin, Ireland, I didn't really have any any examples of people that had had done my journey. I just did it for the love for it, love of it. And, and, and what I saw on TV wasn't always matching what I wanted to do in the ring. You know, I wanted to be seen on the exact same level as the guys and, and have people really care about about my matches and, and my athleticism and my character and, and, and what I had to bring to the table as opposed to maybe just my looks. And uh, when I set off, uh, when I came back to wrestling after taking a seven-year break and I came back, all I wanted to do was, was uh, change the perception and change what we could do. And um, I, I did want to turn uh, change the term of diva to women because diva uh, as good as a brand that that was and, and how much it helped the women. Um, for me, it wasn't something that I could ad- identify with, and I felt like a lot of other people maybe had a negative connotation associated with that term, and uh, to be part of the women that were able to change that and to go on to WrestleMania and, and, and have one of the biggest uh, women's matches of all time at the biggest WrestleMania of all time. I mean, that that meant uh, a huge amount to me. Uh, talking to WWE superstar Becky Lynch. And Becky, um, you make a great point there. Uh, there has been a ton of forward momentum when it comes to the women's revolution. A huge part of that has been Stephanie McMahon. Uh, speak on her, what she's like, and kind of what she's meant to that revolution and, and your career. Well, I think she, she's just an incredible talent and an incredible human and person and, and what she does uh, uh, for us in, in WWE, but also, also outside of WWE, her charity work and her contributions there. I think she's just an incredible role model. I think her as a character, when she talks, listen, and she demonstrates such power and poise. And I think that's a, a really important thing that... that that young girls and women in general can look up to uh, and say, I want to be like that. Uh, we are talking to former SmackDown Women's Champion Becky Lynch right now. Tickets are still available. WWE taking over the Canton Civic Center on Saturday night. Uh, Becky, we talk about Stephanie McMahon. We talk about the women's revolution. And the one question that everybody wants me to ask you is, what do you know about Ronda Rousey coming to the WWE? Well, to be honest with you, I, I, I don't know much. I just know that I know that Shayna... Baszler has put in a lot of hard work and that she did great in the May Young Classic. And I know that Ronda was right there cheering her on. And I think if you are anybody looking at, at uh, what's going on in WWE and how much um, we have accomplished as women, I think that you would naturally want a piece of the pie. So I think she wants to step in and, and, and uh, 
have a slice of what we've baked and, and what we've put our heart and our soul into. All right, well, you didn't necessarily say WrestleMania, but I'll take it for what it's worth. Apparently, Ronda Rousey wants a piece of the pie, and hopefully WWE is going to be ready to cut her off a slice. Um, tickets are still available tomorrow night, Canton Civic Center, Ticketmaster.com if you want to grab those, or, of course, the Civic Center box office as well. Uh, WWE, former women's heavyweight champion, Becky Lynch, thank you so much. Thank you very much. 106.9. And welcome back to the Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. Still to come, a four-pack of tickets for the WWE tomorrow night at the Canton Civic Center. It's Friday, 7 o'clock, though. And you know what that means, Munch on Sports, who you can find Munch on Sports weekdays at 3, Fox Sports 1350, and everywhere on the free iHeartRadio app. Make sure you download that, Munch. Thanks for joining us, buddy. Always my pleasure, and I'll tell you what, it's one of those mornings that, uh, you know what, you come walking in the door about 1, it doesn't matter. It nope. doesn't matter because the tribe won, the tribe won, the tribe won. Yeah, let me. We're obviously going to start here with the tribe. And I'm going to ask you this question because I was thinking about this last night while I was on the couch. Now, Paul Brown was amazing, had a team named after him and the whole thing. But is it possible that Terry Francona is the best head coach slash manager that a Cleveland sports team has had? Wow. You know what? Right today, I is have to possible? say he is the best manager in all of. Baseball, you know, I'm flashing through quickly guys that have uh, pulled the strings and uh, made things happen. Yeah, there is no doubt that he has to be in that conversation. That's amazing. 100%, Dan. That is amazing. And they feel like last night I turned, I, I took a nap yesterday afternoon so I could stay up and watch, you know, a lot of this game. And I'll be honest with you, much. I turned it on early and Bauer looked like he had command early. Kipnis makes the catch early, so you, you build a little momentum there. I just felt like in their eyes you could see it. Like they were locked. Dude, the tribe was locked in last night. You know, here's what's interesting. If you have a shot, it's pretty heavy stuff. I mean, in, in a very, very learned way from Andrew Miller. You don't think of, uh, you know, a, a baseball player doing this. But go to the playerstribune.com slash Miller. He wrote an article that will bring tears to your eye. And guess what the focus of it was? about this team, and he even mentioned when Lindor got that hit with two strikes to put the winning streak to 22 games, that he looked around the dugout, Stansberry, you hit it on the head, and he said one thing he did not see in anyone's eyes was fear. Right. He saw nothing but we'll get this done, and that's what gives me goosebumps. And, oh, the, the, the tribe came out, they handled their business again, and I'm going to say this, that it was four to nothing. Yankees got exactly what they worked for. Nothing right now. <laughs> you're in New York. You got to be you know, wiping your brow that the Indians just scored ten, twelve runs and made it look real, real bad. I mean, all you needed to score was one in a game like last night. But uh, the Indians still left a few out there. But the bottom line is total domination by the tribe. One of the most dominant hitters in baseball is Aaron Judge, and he got sat down four times last night. Now, I predict at some point during this series, the kid's probably going to have a game. But I think the Indians win the series. Are you confident about them just like walking through the Yanks? You know what? Do you walk through a team like the Yankees? with some of the young bats and a couple of veterans in there, you don't. But after last night, they just may do it. Bottom line, too, is you you don't hear the term too often because very few people strike out four times. But the golden sombrero, that's that's exactly what Aaron Judge learned yesterday. I mean, here comes the judge, there goes the judge. Yeah, you know, with Kluber pitching today, and by the way, I understand. You don't need a weatherman to tell which way the wind blows or if it's going to rain or not, but it's supposed to rain all day right up until the first pitch. So that should work out real, real good for the Indians and for for Corey Kluber. Yankees are scared of Kluber, Dan. Matt, I'm telling you, 
talked to New York media earlier in the week. They asked me, what planet is this guy from? Hands down, the best pitcher in baseball, and he will be the Cy Young Award winner, too. Yeah, I mean, coming up against, you know, Corey Kluber, after being really humbled last night by Trevor Bauer, it's gonna be tough. you've got to assume that the Yankees are are at least pretty shook when it comes to their own self-confidence right now. If we take a step back from this series and look around the rest of the MLB, um, what other notes, what other things are you looking for to happen in this postseason? Well, number one, you know, I know that Houston, you know, backed off a little bit as things went on. It's, nobody thought that anyone would catch him in the AL, and the Tribe did. But, uh, my gosh, everybody in the Houston lineup could hit a home run at any time, including what uh, a second baseman who's, what, 5'7", 5'8", 160 pounds named Altuve. I do not feel that the Cubs get by Washington. And I'm going to tell you this, Arizona and Zach Greinke on the Hill are going to give the Dodgers everything that they can handle. I look for the Astros to put the Red Sox away now with a sweep, and uh, the Tribe goes to four at most against the Yankees. Mark Munch Bishop joining us. Catch Munch on Sports Weekdays at 3 on Fox Sports 1350 everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. Munch, I'm seeing Boston fans all over Twitter talk about how, like, we hate to admit it, but we got to jump on the Indians' bandwagon right now as they're beating up on the Yankees, and that's kind of cool to see. Who do you think? I think the Indians make the World Series. Who are they going to face, do you think? Brother, you know what? I would like them to face the Dodgers in a big, big way. They have to be the prohibitive favorites there. But please do not sleep on the Washington Nationals. You know, they're one of those teams that went out and bought a lot of money. No one's talking about them. But when I look at the lineup, and as long as they've got some health, they are fine. But, Dan, I've got to say something here. And you guys can hang up on me if you want. <laughs> but there's something that I don't really like. The Red Sox, per se, and, and the Yankees, I've got some kind of respect for. But to me, it's the Red Sox fans. I just like more than the team. If the Yankees play the Red Sox, I root for the Yankees. And you know what? It'd be like a U of M fan rooting for Ohio State. I don't want Red Sox fans to root for the Indians. Oh, old school there, Munch. Old school. <laughs> All right, so you bring up Michigan. Let me ask you, you're, you're, you're a huge Ohio State guy, and I, I believe it's Maryland this week. How do you feel about Urban yes, and the Buckeyes? You know what? They're fine. Maryland, actually, they beat Minnesota. Minnesota has a MAC coach now, which is not a bad thing, but it's different when you go to the Big Ten the first time around. Uh, Minnesota has looked a lot better. Uh, Buckeyes should skate through this one. And I will say this, as much as it pains me, that the U of M and Michigan State, you know, what can you say? A lot of people say that's the biggest rivalry up there, not U of M and Ohio State. I think U of M puts a beating on the Spartans tomorrow, which breaks my heart. Yeah, I think, um, I mean, I hate to admit it, but I, I, I think Jim Harbaugh is going to get the Wolverines turned back around. They're going to be a really good team in the Big Ten, which I think is good. I think it's probably better for the Big Ten if Michigan and Ohio State are both good at the same time. I, I like that game mattering. I like the division being you know, something that matters in college football. It's a sign of respect for us, and it's something we could be proudful in. Um, I, I cannot let you go without asking you a Browns question. This comes from Twitter, and I... I I'm being asked to. Uh -oh. I'm being asked to ask you how much you love Jabril Peppers' fair catching inside the ten yard line. <laughs> uh, you know what? You never fair catch inside the ten yard. I don't mind sharing this with you. Josh Cribbs is incredulous to how the young man is returning punts. He either catches inside the ten yard line or he runs out of bounds. Oh, and by the way, he cannot pass defend. Guys, I'm going to tell you something. Last week was as bad a football as I have seen in my entire life. Uh, they better pull something together on Sunday because I'll tell you, the mass exodus at uh, halftime, 
the mass exodus will not even happen because no one will be there. And Danny, I just got to toss this in, tug and cheat, even though they're horrendous people. I would root for the U of M. Someone just texted, <laughs> tweeted me, texted me on my phone, asked me about that. When would you root for the U of M? Only if they played the Taliban, ISIS, or Al Qaeda. Jeez. <laughs> Jeez, Mark Munch Bishop, man. Uh, buddy, I, I, I want to ask you about the Cavs. That season's going to be starting right around the corner here, and we got Dwayne Wade now. How are you feeling about the Cavs' opportunities to, uh, well, win a title? Brother, I'm going to tell you something. And how many people were heading to the 480 bridge, okay? Yeah. We're heading to the res- reservoir to jump in when Kyrie pulled the plug. Bottom line is this. This is going to be the best basketball team we have ever seen. Anyone who said they were an embarrassment, they said the mic should be turned off. Bottom line is this. This team, hands down, will be one of the great teams in the history of the NBA. You know, a little bit old in some parts, but rejuvenated guys. i got to tell you, Experience. Rose has a hop in his step, and that cat is really, really cool. Cavaliers win it all, and I'm going to say that. What is it, the uh, 6th of October? Yeah, I'm marking it down. I'm marking it down. There's Mark Munch Bishop. Um, much you, you bring up the diversity of that bench. You bring up, you know, the Cavaliers being probably at the best they've ever been before. Um, when you look at what happened last year, and it feels like so long ago Kyrie made that decision. It feels like the Chauncey Billups thing was so long ago. It feels like that was, I mean, forever. And you look at when they lost. It does feel. When, when they lost that final series against the Warriors, you really thought, well, there's no moves for the Cavaliers to make. And now we're looking at a completely different roster. I was watching the preseason game with my girlfriend, and she's like, who's that? Who's that? Who's that? And she He's a fan. You know, she knows, yeah, she is she a knows fan. the Cavs, and she was like, I don't even know these dudes. Um, how are the Cavaliers able to to create what is you know being called the best Cavs team of all time out of nothing? How'd they do that? Well, number one, is who does not want to play with LeBron except for Kyrie, okay? That is the first thing. Right. Number two, you have LeBron as the force. You know, say what you will, and you can compare them, but on the court, think about this. One of the loosest cannons in the history of the NBA was Dennis Rodman. Michael Jordan used to tell his troops, let him put on wedding dresses and walk around Michigan Avenue in Chicago. Let him ride in carriages dressed like, you know, uh, uh, an English king or something like that. Between on the basketball court, between the baselines and the sidelines, I will make sure he plays as hard as he could can. And you saw how hard he played. That's what LeBron does, too. He makes you better. People want to play with him. Again, for some reason, everyone but Kyrie. And you know what? These guys also are veterans. They also want a ring, many of them, and they'll do what it takes to get there. And, guys, here's what I like to I don't want to stress the negative. Like, I'm going to prove you guys wrong. No. They say to, to a man, they've said to me, the guys that have joined the team, we want to prove that we are right. They got chips on their shoulder, which is not a bad thing. No, honestly, chips on shoulders win championships. I believe in that wholeheartedly. There's Mark Munch, Bishop. Catch Munch on Sports weekdays at 3 on Fox Sports 1350 everywhere on the free iHeartRadio app. Munch, we'll talk to you again next Friday at 7, buddy. Always a pleasure, gentlemen. Fantone, we're going to pass out this first four-pack of tickets for the WWE. We'll do that next on Rock 106.9. Rock 106.9. And welcome back to the Sansbury Show. We have a four-pack of tickets for the WWE event tomorrow night at the Canton Civic Center. We'll pass those out momentarily. 1-800-243-7625 on those. If you missed Fantone sitting down with WWE superstar Becky Lynch, you'll be able to podcast that shortly after 10 a.m. at WRQK.com. Yeah, ask her about what she knew about Ronda Rousey coming to the WWE. I'll kick her last! <laughs> Sorry, I, uh, sorry. I think she, uh, I think she showed her hand a little bit more than she meant to there. Like she kind of let a little bit slip. That like, yeah, well, well, probably, possibly. Coming. Well, damn it! Now I wish I would have listened to that. <laughs> 
I guess I'll have to podcast it. Yeah, you will, buddy. I, I wish I was paying attention. Yeah, you will. Also, want to thank Mark Munch Bishop for joining the program. Man, he's good, dude. Yeah, Munch is pretty good at what he does. He's pretty all right. You know dude, what I mean? You know? I, uh, I I felt lucky. You know, I I talk about that a lot, but like it was like my first boss in the radio business, and I, I feel lucky by that because I just if you sit around, if you hang out with. Surround yourself with talented, interesting, intelligent people, and you just keep your mouth shut long enough, you're going to learn stuff just by being around them. And both Munch and Kevin Matheny were two guys in the radio industry that I feel very lucky that I got to spend a lot of time with early on in my career where I was like, oh, okay, yeah. Like, listening to those guys talk, I was like, okay, well, don't make that mistake. Don't make that one. Not that I don't make my fair share. I do. But feel lucky about that. He's a sports authority, and I think the best part of that uh, little interview we had with the Munch Man right there um, is, dude, we just had one Browns question, and that just felt good. That just felt right to me. Yeah. Twitter wanted me to ask him how he feels about <laughs> Jabril Brubber's fair catching inside the tent, and then the guy hit me back up. He's like, dude, he's like, I was just kidding. You didn't have to ruin Munch's day. And I was no, man, asking you shall receive. It's a little disheartening, though, because Munch, a a, a enthusiast for the Cleveland Browns, um, to hear him a little defeated. He was choked on his Roman burger. Yeah, I mean, that kind of sucks. Like, that kind of does. I know he's a realist. I know he's not like a blind, like, you know, always wearing the drinking the orange and brown Kool-Aid. But still, like, hearing him just be like, ah, that was the worst game I ever saw. Because that dude's seen all the Browns games. Not just some of them. That dude has seen all the Browns games. I texted him from my seats on Sunday. I said, dude, are you here? I said, yeah, homie. Because <laughs> you read. messages are, of course they do. You, you read. I mean, dude, like Siri will use Munch's voice. Like, that's how worldwide he is. He's like, yeah, homie, I'm here. This is the most pathetic example of NFL football I've ever seen. I mean, dude, he was going off. And there's been some dark days. It's not like this is the first time they've slugged. Oh, dude, Munch and I were at Bottlegate together. Oh, wow. We were at Bottlegate oh, together. Wow. Yeah. We've, uh. Munch and I have been through some things together, man. He's a good dude. I just absolutely love that dude. A Canton business owner is going to spend some time behind bars. Okay. Muhammad R. Traish, 33, was arrested Wednesday at his Duber drive-thru. That uh, can be found pretty much on the corner of 11th Street Southwest and Duber Southwest there. Okay. And apparently, dude, he was, uh, well, he had been selling drugs outside of the Duber uh, drive-thru. Now, that's going to be a problem. Yeah. Cops, <laughs> cops are not going to like that. Uh, they say... He was booked into the jail on felony warrants, charging him with aggravated drug trafficking and drug possession. He was later released pending a Canton Municipal Court hearing. The agent in charge of the Ohio Investigative Unit confirmed Thursday that the arrest was the result of the agency's investigation into the drive-thru, so they had been looking into him for a while. Said the unit had issued seven liquor permit violation notices against the business, adding that a report will be filed with the Ohio Attorney General's office and the case will go before the Liquor Control Commission at some point. Let me tell you, having dealt with the Liquor Control Board of not Ohio but Oregon, those people are, dude, they're way more strict than you think they're going to be and they're way more intrusive. I mean, dude, they pulled up every credit card transaction I had in the last, like, five years when they were trying to figure out my liquor license. Yeah, and I mean, you know, if you're a business that sells alcohol and you're selling drugs out of that there's obviously going to be some some serious issues when it comes to that and they're going to take your license away um i'm surprised you don't hear this story more often though honestly like i mean a drive-thru is a pretty convenient way decent place to sell drugs right the cars are going to be going in and out anyway no matter what it's small items it could be a pack of gum absolutely the violation does note that the that drug possession and drug sales violations 
but they're not releasing the details on like the drugs and how much Surprise. and what, what they're doing. Ah, I'm willing to bet they're still counting through it. Okay. Maybe trying to find, maybe probably to, uh, maybe track down supplier. Move up the ladder Maybe a bit move there. up the ladder, maybe flip him into some other things there. Stark County court records do show that he was convicted last year in Maslin Municipal Court on trafficking, listen to this, in cigarettes without a license and failure to post his license and comply with the law on selling cigarettes, right? Okay. Those charges stemmed from, an, uh, stemmed from an investigation by the Ohio Department of Taxation. He was sentenced to 30 days in jail for that, for selling cigarettes without a license, but all of them were suspended. He was also ordered to pay a $100 fine. Wow. Now, I'm, I'm just going to point this out, right? Because I hear a lot about how the justice system is unfair and how it treats minorities differently in this and that, which I do believe totally 100% does happen. But a guy named Muhammad R. Traish got caught selling cigarettes without a license and his jail time was suspended. So, dude, you're right. Our justice system is messed up. It right. is wrong. I mean, I think this is just further, it further, is wrong. Just further evidence right. of, of, the, of the system being broke. Um, I just can't believe a guy, like, seriously, in today's day and age, they didn't, go, they didn't use that as an excuse to throw him, the book at him. I'm surprised. To, to, go from, to go from, like, damn, dude, I just got arrested and fined, and I would have been in jail for selling cigarettes, you'd think at that point you'd probably be like, dude, just go get, well, you're right. It's a $100 fine. I don't have to go to jail. Just go get the permit. Laugh at America. Like, look at these dumb. Right. I'll check my I'll check IDs. I dude, I'll I'll get on the straight and narrow, but he was like, "Nah, F it, I'm going to sell drugs instead." I mean, having worked at a store, if you were getting cigarettes that were like stolen off a truck and weren't using your license right, I mean, the the the, the markup that you would make on those would be a of ton. Course, it's enough deal. money to lure you in, but the selling of the drugs after getting caught doing that, you get, that's why I wonder, who's above you? Who's like what are you afraid of that you're still doing this even though you know people are watching you do other things? You're afraid of somebody and they're using that fear to continue to move these drugs through you. That's just what I think. I've often wondered to myself, especially like in drive-ins or like in like fast food establishments and restaurants because there's just a decent amount of drug dealers that work at those places. I've often wondered like if I just ask and this users. dude, if I just ask this dude like yo you got any drugs? Is he going to sell it to me? Is he going to be like, yeah, man, sure. I mean, I kind of, I guess I probably look like a cop at this point in my life. Like I'm old enough and I, I you know, got a, a little belly on a, you now. A white dude, right. With a little, with a little bit of scruff on his face and probably looks like an undercover cop. Aviators so, on. Right. Exactly. So <laughs> I, I, I can see why that might not necessarily work. Um, but, also, you don't want maybe a cop standing behind you and now you're, oh, you're right, cuffed and stuffed right. while you're trying to be funny. Well, it's not like, I, well, even that, it's not like I'm, and high. Know, I'm <laughs> <laughs> we have a four bag of tickets for the WWE at the Canton Civic Center tomorrow night. We'll get you hooked up next on Rock 106. 106.9. The pitch to Aaron Judge. Strike three, call! Locked him up with a curveball on the inside corner. Three times tonight. Judge has been struck out. Eight in the game for Trevor Bauer. Welcome back to the Sands Ray Show on Rock 106.9. Bauer dominant last night. You got to wonder, did he buy himself a new drone? You I, gotta, think, I think he's building it right now. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I, I would imagine after a performance like that, he wakes up today. He's like, you know what? I deserve a little something. The uh, the alt right hander on fire last night, dude. He was just. I mean, honestly, like if you watch the uh, the pitch progression, I, I I saw this was like a TBS thing. Um, he was just painting the edge of the strike box. That's all he was doing. That curveball, the thing was just swerving, bro. Yeah, I swerving. Like I realized last night when I was watching that, like man, that is hard to do. Like to stand in the batter's box in professional sports and try to hit a baseball is like you ever go to like 
the batting cages, and it's like, there you are in softball, and you got three coins left, so you're like, you know what, we'll stroll down here to, like, fast pitch, and then, dude, next thing, you don't even see it. You just feel it go by you, and you're like, oh. It's just so amazing, because when you do stuff like that, you realize, I've been tweeting and yelling from my couch about how these guys <laughs> suck at what they do, and I can't even see this. No, and you were in slow-pitch softball. It's coming out 45 miles per hour. Bauer's out there throwing it 95 plus. That's why I always thought that one show, what was it on Spike, was going to do better. That Pros versus Joes. Right. I just really can't believe that that show didn't like take off. Hell, I think it's probably fair to say that even in their, you know, their old age, the Pros probably had a pretty good advantage there. Well, yeah. I'm just saying I think a lot of people would want to go through that. Like I've always said, and I've been like having worked for once upon a time, a station that carried the Browns as like the flagship. I was like, no. dude, let me go over the middle. Catch a pass <laughs> and I want like I want like seriously, I like I want a linebacker to level me over the middle. I just always thought it'd be a great video for the website, and I want to know what that feels like, Um, right? Because you'll scream on your couch. Well, first of all, you'll scream at TDs this Sunday as Fanto will be at TDs watching the Cleveland Browns game with you, 1230 to 230. $2 Bud Light Bites. You keep the glass. I like it, dude. That's all good stuff right there. Seriously, you'll be at TDs Sunday, right? right? And you'll be hanging out there watching the Browns game with people and every other game because TDs has NFL Sunday ticket. And you're going to watch people scream, what do you mean you couldn't hold on to that? You always see it when guys drop passes. You see it when dudes strike out, and you see it when NBA players miss. How free hard is it to hit that when they miss free throws? What do you mean you missed a three foot putt? I've been out there doing it. Me, me and my old man, we totally hit that shot. And it's like, guys, there's a fundamental difference between hitting a free throw in your driveway versus hitting a free throw on a stripe. There's a difference between having Trevor Bauer throw you pitches and having your dad throw you pitches when you were 12, guys. Right. There's a difference there. Right. There is. Um, but no, man, it was uh, it was it was it's such a good time to be a Cleveland sports fan. Except for the Browns, but it's just exciting to see like a playoff victory. Exciting to see a team that's locked in, a team that looks like they have a real shot at a championship. So watch the complete opposite of that <laughs> Sunday. TD's Hillgate Grill, Lake Cable Jackson location. Fanto will be out there from twelve thirty to two thirty. Watching the Browns game with you. This is one of the games they could win, right? We've no. been circling. Oh come on, we've been circling the Jets possibly as a victory the entire time. No, 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 no. no? You've been doing oh, okay. that. I've all been right. telling, dude. I what, okay. what did I? I said all preseason. I'll take the under on four wins. I, I, I never once said the over. <laughs> Just letting everyone know out there, your boy never said over. So catch the very optimistic Phantom <laughs> Sunday. TD Tailgate Grill, Lake Gable Jackson location. Watch the Browns game with him. Dude, I have a story out of Wyoming here that I can't believe. Okay. All right. Now, if you get caught by the cops, you're caught. Right? Yeah. Just cop to whatever it is. If you're guilty, just cop to it. Be like, yeah, I mean, I'm telling you, the judge is going to go easier on you if you do. If you make it a harder time for the cops, it's in the notes of the ticket. It's in all that stuff. And the judge is going to be like, oh, well, you were in, not only did you do this, but you were an idiot on top of it. I'm throwing the book at you. Um, I don't want you to be argumentative with officers of the law at all. Obviously, when they have you, they have you. Um, I wonder if a lawyer would give you different advice there. Instead oh, yeah, just, maybe, maybe. Instead of just being like, yeah, I did this, I did this, I did that. You know what I'm saying? Like, I Well, my lawyer did tell me, he's like, what do you mean you blew into that thing? Right. All you're doing is giving them evidence for the courtroom. What are you doing? Don't right. ever do that, right? But a guy from Casper, Wyoming got pulled over, and he, oh, no, I'm sorry. They found him. It, it, this was public in talks, right? Okay. And uh, so he decided, he was like, well, I'm going to try to get out of this. So he tells the okay. cop, no, 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 dude, I'm not hammered. I'm a, I'm a time traveler from, from, from the future, and I'm here to warn you about an alien invasion. Like, not only are you going to go to jail, but you might get a psych eval. There's a possibility there. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's 
possibility hey, there. Dude, what are you thinking about? You can't do that. You're going to look like a well, an idiot. I mean, now listen, here's the thing is I, number one, I'm not a believer when it comes to extraterrestrial life coming to the, our planet. Um, now am I a believer in time travel? Well, this guy says it's next year. Well, there's plenty of people out there who are listening who are like, yeah, dude, I believe in aliens. So why couldn't this dude be it? You know what I'm saying? Well, he says next year aliens will uh, will arrive and we should be le- leaving as soon as possible. I don't know where you're where go. going. Yeah, where are we going? <laughs> and uh, he, he did ask to speak to the president of the town. Okay, the president of the town. Yeah, the town. <laughs> All right. And uh, they were about 170 <laughs> miles northwest of Cheyenne, which if you've never been to Wyoming, you should. It's right. uh, it's honestly very, very beautiful. Uh, uh, and if you're north of Cheyenne, I assume you have to be literally in the middle of nowhere. Like, yes. Oh, I mean, God. Just yeah. the middle of I mean, of there's nowhere. like two cities in the entire state. Right. You know what I mean? It's just nothing but land. He told police he was uh, only able to time travel because aliens filled his body with alcohol. Oh. He noted that he was supposed to be transported to the year 2018, but they, you know, the, 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 they undershot him out of the slingshot there. Media reports his blood alcohol content was 0.136. Dear God. That is like really drunk. 0.36. I mean, don't get me wrong. Yes, it's a double Dewey at that point, but it's not like it's not, it's not like, like triple or four. Right. We've we've definitely reported on stories that have been far far higher than point one three six before. And he's still so, pretty hammered. Yeah, you're drunk. I'm not denying it. But I just feel like maybe maybe this guy's got something. Maybe there is some credibility to this story. You don't even believe in time I travel. I don't believe in time travel. You don't, don't believe don't. in time travel, you don't believe in alien no, travel, you don't believe no, in any of that. No, but if if people are gonna be out there saying the world's flat, why isn't this why isn't this at least something that they're going to, you know, something to something to examine here? Just cracker ass white people. <laughs> hammered. That's exactly what it was. It was just some cracker-ass dude from Wyoming just hammered in the middle of the day, couldn't find his truck. Just, I'm time-traveling, cops. That's exactly what I'm doing. Cam Newton got himself in a PR nightmare the other day by uh, by basically being, well, very dismissive to a female reporter, sexist even. And he's apologized, and I'm taking major issue with it. We'll get into that next on Rock 106.9. Hope you boys brought popcorn. The Stansberry Show. Because I'm about to put on a show. Rock 106.9. And welcome back to The Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. Coming up at 9 o'clock, our good buddy, Officer Lamar Sharp from the Camp Police Department will stop by join us. Talk a little bit about uh, Socktober that they're doing with Project Rebuild. We'll clue you in on how you can get involved in that. Lamar is always a good time, dude. Let's his hair down. Has a good time with us. Yeah, dude. It's going to be fun. I'm excited. Yeah, I always like Lamar. He's a good dude. Also, another four-pack of WWE tickets for tomorrow night's event at the Canton Civic Center on the way as well. And Denny Hamlin, NASCAR driver, had some interesting things to say about sports. I want to examine his comments, so we'll get into that in a little bit. But Cam Newton. And in the interest of full disclosure, I will tell you that I have been a Cam naysayer. Or doubter. Or Cam suspicious person is what I'll say. Like I just have always been suspicious that this guy wasn't going to be as great as everybody told me he was going to be. Um, yeah, I think he had very high expectations coming into the NFL and maybe the little bit on his, on his own fault there for kind of, you know, putting himself in that position. But like, I don't think the guy sucks. No, he does not suck. And, no, 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 no. He does not suck. And let's be real. If you brought Cam Newton in today to the Cleveland Browns. Best, Huge upgrade. Best Browns quarterback since. Bernie. 1999 for sure, right? I Easy. Mean, who's, uh, Cam two. asleep is better than anybody they've had since 99. Okay. All that's right. Fair. I mean, he's got he's got a monster arm. So monster. You're, you're not a hater. It's not like you're like, dude, the guy sucks. No, it's okay. not. No, okay. no, no. But I just think that the, I think there's been this narrative of like, you have to call him great. Because he had one really right. good season. Right. And I'm just like, eh, I'm not sure he's great. 
And I think a part of what his appeal is too is he's a good-looking dude. He's pretty charismatic. He's oh, he's got, got all that, that. He's kind of got that million-dollar smile on him. So he has definitely, you know, and a part of it is is based on the fact of retirements and there's not as many stars as there once were at that, pos- that position. But he's definitely put himself into the star position of quarterback. He's you know? charm and disarm all day. Right. I mean, he's got that in spades for sure. But he walked into a little bit of a PR mess, and he walked into it. Like, it, like he didn't get tricked into this. He walked right into this. If you don't remember what he said, we have it. Let's take a listen. Devin Funches has seemed to really embrace the physicality of his routes and, and making getting those extra yards. Does that give you a little bit of an enjoyment to see him kind of truck-sticking people out there? It's funny to hear females talk about routes. Like, It's funny. But uh, fun. So obviously, people had you know took major issue with that because well, it's a sexist comment. Once again, and I understand there's a little bit of I saw this point getting made yesterday. It's not sexist because most women don't understand football. Neither do most guys. Well, true, like, dude. The most guys who are on Twitter with their fingers and going and talking about that. If I, if dude, if we brought in an offensive coordinator and he was the really X and O, you you wouldn't know a damn thing. Yes, yes. I we all know less about sports than we pretend to. There's no doubt about that. And I understand why like the Browns did like, you know, women's football one oh one because the, they don't want your wife begging you to shut the game off at home. But but the big difference is there is this wasn't just like some random ass woman that he picked off the street that was like, Hey, I bet you don't know anything about football. This woman is a reporter in the in the in the She press knows conference. as much as those guys in there do. Most right. of those guys asking those questions didn't play either. Right. It's in the press conference. So uh, that's the thing is my girlfriend does not know all that much about football. So sometimes I do have to quote unquote mansplain things to her like no or babe. Explain. Right. But this woman is a credentialed media member that's covering this game to treat her like she didn't know what she was talking about because she has a vagina. That is sexy. And you didn't get caught saying something in the locker room because of some uh, of an idiot teammate facing Facebook living in this, you said it directly into the microphone, thought about it, smiled about it, <laughs> and then went forward. Like it was almost honestly, when I the more I watch it, the more I'm like, God, was this guy maybe going on a suicide mission on purpose? Like maybe that's what he was doing. Like, you know what? I'm trapped in this. I don't want to be an NFL player. But you know, if you retire early, people think, you know, this thing. But this next piece of audio we're gonna play for you kind of flies in the face of that. So Cam lost a sponsor. He lost Dan and Yogurt. Yeah. Which obviously, who does Dan and sell a lot of yogurt to? A lot women. Of women. Yeah. A lot of women buy yeah. yogurt. Not that men don't, but a lot of women do buy yogurt. And again, he's a strong, big, good looking kid. Obviously a very good, you know, pitch man kid he's a man you know what i mean but like and so like he's gonna shill the yogurt he, he was doing the um the winkos um greek, greek yogurt, yogurt right yeah, yeah 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 yeah, which is disgusting by the way I, yeah. i'm not a greek yogurt person either i'm just i i don't know i i don't want my yogurt to be a sponge i'm just like that's that's me but so cam has done now what every celebrity has to do now he has gone on the apology you know uh circle now and here he is we have his official apology after careful thought i understand that my word choice was extremely degrading and disrespectful uh, to women. And to be honest, that was not my intentions. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Yes, it was. 
Yes, it was. This is so. I'm going to take issue with this whole apology. Just so you know, it was your intention. You you were laughing her off before you answered. Then you say it. You wide smile, breathe in, as in like, yeah, I just said that, and then answer the question. You were trying to demean her. What happened here, in my estimation, is you had a bad day at the practice field or whatever the hell it was. You were ha- you weren't having the best day ever, and then a reporter, man or woman, asked you a stupid question, and you felt like you could tee off on the female reporter which does kind of like speak to who he is a little bit as a person i think if you are a person who took offense to what i said i sincerely apologize to you that right i don't there, buy that well, that right there it furthers your point in the sense of anytime you say well if you were offended i'm sorry i offended you you what you're saying is i don't think you should have been offended right. but you were right i mean that's exactly what you're saying there it's not you're not saying i'm sorry for saying that i'm sorry for thinking that i'm sorry for having that perspective on the world because now that i take a step back i realize i was wrong you're saying i'm sorry i offended you and that is being that's completely different than saying you're sorry you're genuinely sorry for the action yeah i don't believe him i don't believe he's sorry at all i believe this is forced and he knew he had to do it uh, i'm a man who tries to be a positive role model in my community and tries to use my platform to inspire others and i own i, I take ownership to everything that comes with that and what i did was extremely unacceptable um I'm a father to two beautiful daughters, and at their age, I try to instill in them that they can do and be anything that they want to be. Uh, and the fact that during this whole process, I've already lost sponsors and countless fans, I realize that the joke is really on me. And I've learned a valuable lesson from this. And to the, the, the young people. Okay, who I want to stop right there, too. What lesson? You ever notice that? Every celebrity apology has that. I learned a lesson. And then they just say that and then move forward as if you're supposed to go, okay, well, yeah, no, we learned his lesson. I'm good. But they never, they never tell you what the lesson is. They never really say, his, this is how this lesson is going to affect me in the future. They just say all the right buzzwords because this was written for him. This is false and fake and phony, and it bothers me. I hope that you learn something from this as well. Um, don't be like me be better than me see and it's got those social media bus phrases in it to the journalists to the moms super moms to the daughters the sisters and the women all around the world i sincerely apologize and hope that you can find the kindness in your heart to forgive me he doesn't even sound sincere to me. Now, I, now that's why I set up the whole conversation saying I'm a, I'm a cam doubter. Because I, I, I want to show you that maybe I do have some bias here. Maybe I do. All right? But he doesn't sound sincere to me. It was 24 hours later, and the reporter who he demeaned says, after the press conference, he walked right by her, didn't apologize. If you sincerely apologize and you knew you were wrong, immediately afterwards, or maybe even answering the question, you go, you know what? That was crazy. I'm sorry. Whatever. If you knew you did something wrong, you apologize to her after the press conference. He walked right by her, even, didn't say a word to her. Even in that moment, if you didn't recognize it, understand the mistake, maybe didn't internalize it, it just kind of words fell out of your mouth, because that happens when you've got a microphone in front of you. For sure. Welcome to the Sansbury Show. Every um, day. But 
Okay, so you had 24 hours. You had someone to write this down for you. You had the ability to record this once, twice, three times. You didn't mention the reporter by name. Ever. You report. You you said you're sorry to reporters, to journalists, to moms, to women, to sisters, to aunts. I don't know what this chick's name is, but, like, say, hey, Heather Smith, I'm sorry. I Jordan, said that I believe you. it was Jordan. I don't know. Rodrigue, I, I'm sorry, I, I, I don't have that right in front of me. Although people right. now were sending me yesterday, late yesterday, saying, you know, people have gone through her social media timeline and have found some negative tweets she made, right? Where she was like talking about being on like, I guess a car ride home with her dad and like he was making racist jokes all the time. And she was kind of talking about how she thought like her dad's racist jokes were funny. Now, I will admit to you, that's not great. But one thing doesn't negate the other. Right, right, one right. thing, it's not like, oh, well, she said something awful once upon a time. Well, then we we can be as awful as we want to her. Yeah, that, that like, doesn't if help. that's what you're trying to say to me, like that's that's not right. I don't love her tweets either. But Cam's the star here. He's the NFL quarterback here. He's the face of a franchise here, and that would be my problem. And he's like, the one in the wrong. Right. He's the one in the wrong here. She's in the wrong there, but here in this he, situation, he's in the wrong. He's in the wrong. And I gotta tell you, if this was to Sean Kaiser, I'd be worried. I'd be worried that the face of my franchise isn't smart enough in a press conference to not, to not know that you can't say it. We pointed this out yesterday. He played at Auburn. Right. He's, it, it's, it's, it's his sixth NFL season. He's had countless female reporters ask him questions. What the hell was he thinking? This was just a bad decision, and I, I don't buy the apology. I feel like it's forced, and it's filled with all the right buzz terms to make you think he means it, but I personally don't think he does. I really don't. We have a four-pack of tickets for the Canton Civic Center tomorrow night for WWE. That, and I want to get into this comment Denny Hamlin had about sports athletes and the money they are paid. I want to look into this Denny Hamlin comment. We'll do that next on Rock 106.9. Dan Stansberry and his boy wonder Matt Fantone. At last, two heroes. The Stansberry Show. Rock 106.9. Hey guys, you got Stansberry here for the Wakeham Auto Family. Right now at the Wakeham Auto Family, they are offering you credit amnesty. Wakeham has a dedicated team of experts devoted to only credit amnesty, helping customers get approved for the loan they need for the car that they want. They know exactly what it takes to get you financed, and everything is explained to you in a clear and easy-to-understand manner with respect throughout the process. That's why they have perfect scores on Google and Facebook, and I can tell you from experience, having bought a car from the Wakeham Auto family, this is absolutely 100% true. They work with... Welcome back to the Sands Ray Show on Rock 1069. Tomorrow, no, I'm sorry, not tomorrow, but Sunday morning, early afternoon, 1230 to 230. You can join Fantone as he'll be at the TD's Tailgate Grill, their Lake Cable Jackson location, newest one, right next to Fiddlesticks there. They'll be out there watching the Browns game with you. Bud Light Pints on, well, on special there, buddy. They're just $2 and you get to keep the class. I got a few of those already from the from, from the shocker. view I hosted. Yeah. Shocker. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely, I do. Um, it's going to be a good time, even if the Browns aren't a good team, I promise. Uh, because, first of all, TDs has like 7 million TVs, and they all have a different NFL game on. Um, so if you're a... Might have overshot that number a bit. <laughs> if you're a Steelers fan, if you're a Lions fan, if you're a Vikings fan, if you're a whatever fan, um, they can get you hooked up with that. Uh, also, you know, I don't want to say I feel optimistic because I don't. But I do think that this is a game. But I want people to come watch it. Well, but I do think that this is a game that the Browns could possibly win. So, like, this is the time you might want to come out. This is one of those times, dude. The Jets, they're two and two, and you are what your record says you are. Sure. Um, But at the same time, they're not good enough to like look past the Browns. It's not like, oh, dude, it's just a given, a gimme win right here. So maybe it's time for the maybe it's time for the Cleveland Browns to shock the world, baby. You know where you know where I have to admit I was wrong. Where is that? 
You know, I defended the not taking Carson Wentz thing because we didn't have a team, and it was like, why pay a guy $25 million to be a quarterback and like all this stuff? But honestly, it's probably time for me to man up and admit that I was wrong on that and that we probably should have taken Carson Wentz. Um, yeah. I mean, there, there was not <laughs> yeah. a lot of – I mean, and I will I – mean, people forget now, like going into that draft, though, I mean, dude, he had missed eight games at his – at his college, and they won all eight of those games. Right. I mean, there was just a there wasn't a lot of a sample size to go off there, so there was a little bit of the unknown, and so I was like, there was part of me that felt like that. But honestly, looking at it now, like I was wrong on that. We probably should have taken Carson Wentz. Um. Yeah. Hey, there's a big moment from Stansberry as a Browns fan. Also worth noting, uh, it's going to be on a a reduced role, a quote unquote pitch count. But Miles Garrett will be returning to the Cleveland Browns lineup. Oh, good. That's what I've heard. Oh, good. That's so, probably real smart. Let's take the one good player we have and rush him back out of the field. Yeah, well, is it a rush or is it a slow? I mean, because it, they're not what throwing do, him out there. What are you winning? Let's say you beat the Jets. What are you winning? But at that point, what are, what are we? What are you playing him ever? Then should we just lock? Should we just wrap him up in bubble wrap and then lock him up? Much in like much like Indianapolis, I would let I would let Andrew Luck sit all year. These are your star guys. Like honestly, no, dude. Just dude, this year's do your zero and four. The season's effing lost. If, it's over. If they shut the lights down. If they have a starting rookie quarterback, but they can't have a starting rookie defensive or tackle. It's a ten year stud. Stud. Who's I, dude? They got to put him out. He's there. a ten year. And this is an injury that you easily re-aggravate. It happens to guys all the time. I think it's a bum move. I want to see him on the field too, but for what? For three downs of optimism, and then he's going to snap his leg at the knee, and he's never going to run ever again. Danny Shelton will be returning as well. And From I, where? I guess, I guess Isaiah Crowell. Um, he is. He's got a huge chip on his shoulder this week. He was furious. Go after Eagles, the dude! Is what I, basically what I'm saying. Fly Eagles, fly! Is basically what. I'm saying. Alright, alright. TDs, 1230 to 230. 1230 like to 230. New location. You know, Denny Hamlin's got, uh, if you don't know, Denny Hamlin is a NASCAR driver. I thought we were talking bro country, dude. No, I no, was no. ready to kick the dust Same thing. off. I have my Luke Bryan ready. Okay. Well, I think that's what they do. They play concerts Saturday night, and then <laughs> okay. they drive the NASCARs on Sunday morning. I feel, I believe that's what happens okay. there. But Denny Hamlin uh, drives the, the FedEx number 11, okay? Right. And he had some interesting things to say about sports and payment and all that. He was at a charity event Wednesday to promote International Walk to School Day with his sponsor, FedEx. Okay. <laughs> I didn't know that was I didn't know we were allowed to let kids walk to school anymore. I was surprised by that. And Denny Hamlin says, I think we're way underpaid as race car drivers. Okay? Okay. And he goes on to say, that's a fact. I think there's no doubt that doing what we do, the schedule we have, the danger we incur every single week, NASCAR drivers should be making NBA, NFL money. I really, truly believe that, he says. Just to reframe this, he's talking to a bunch of kids... No, I think he's talking to okay. reporters okay. at, at, okay. the, at okay. the thing. I was like, dude, if he's saying this up in front of the fifth grade class, like, what is it? Okay. But he's saying he should make more money. Important to note, Denny Hamlin, um, when you start talking NFL money versus NBA money, you're talking about two different things there. Oh, yeah, a lot. A, a, a one's guaranteed, one's not. And, one's a lot more money than right, the other. I right. mean, there's a lot less guys on the roster in one sport versus the other. He says the trouble, though, is that corporate sponsorship of the once, you know, our big series has you know, cooled off. You know, people cut. You know, Dana Pat. You know, Danica Patrick, and you know all that stuff. He says television revenue is is like driving this though. He's like, and we have television money. He says, but we're just not being paid accordingly. And you know, is football dangerous? Sure. Is CTE dangerous? Absolutely, it is. Would I want to live with you know eleven concussions in my life? Probably not. 
but you can die in NASCAR. Yeah, but I don't necessarily know that NFL pa- players get paid more because it's quote unquote hazard pl- hazard pay. It's more of a like you're an elite athlete and this is what the market dictates. How much do I don't I have no idea what does an NASCAR driver make? Well, all right. So currently it breaks down like this: racetrack owners get sixty five percent of the revenue from rights fees. Okay. That's crazy that the track owner gets that much. Yeah. Teams get 25%, and NASCAR itself, like the brand, gets 10%. The league is in the third year of a 10-year, $8 billion contract with both Fox and NBC. Sounds like NASCAR hosed itself there. He says here, the pie has to be shifted for sure, Hamlin says. The TV dollars coming into NASCAR is higher than it's ever been, but we're seeing fewer and fewer teams, and it just can't survive. So economically, it's not making sense right now. The pie, the amount of TV money that race teams share has to go up, in my opinion. And I would I would agree. It's like, dude, that's a very dangerous profession. Well, and you're talking teams, too, here. You're not just talking independent drivers. You're talking no, you're teams. Talk, yeah, which have you multiple know. drivers, multiple cars. Right. Now, I'm assuming that's where a lot of that money goes. Like, I mean, dude, you drive that car once. You spend hundreds of thousands yeah. of dollars. And, I mean, I, obviously, like, the engine and the stuff like that can be, you know, transported, this and that. But you, you rebuild the body every week. Right. You rebuild the chassis every week. They kind of build them for the tracks they're racing at, I, I, I believe. If I've, you know, I, I don't follow NASCAR a whole lot. I got a driver I like. I'm a, you know, I'm a Kevin Harvick fan. I kind of will check in and out on it like anything else. But I mean, I, I don't know what I don't know what Denny Hamlin's salary was last year, but I, as far as athletes go, I believe that just looking at the danger they incur, the schedule that they have, if somebody said to me, "Hey, we're going to make sure NASCAR drivers make what an NFL wide receiver does." I I guess I couldn't argue with it. Um, yeah. I mean, a wide receiver is not going to be pushing a wall and die. But uh, yes, I, I, like I said, but I don't know if he, NFL players don't get paid because of the danger. I mean, if that was the case, well, he's saying though, dude, the NFL players get paid because of because of the NFL, because of the TV money, and he's saying, dude, look, the TV money's higher than it's ever been. Is the T well? Is the TV money? Uh, is it the same? Le- I mean, like they obviously have a different breakdown there, but it's like who has more TV money coming in NASCAR? Or the NFL. I'm going to assume. Oh, the NFL's got way more money so, coming. So in. at that point, but they got way more employees. When you have a more profitable brand when you have a more profitable organization when you have more money coming Although, in when the business is doing better once you start you, adding what teams i mean well not only that but pit guys i mean if you got three cars on a on a nascar team you're only bringing in 25 percent of the revenue and what's a pit crew six seven guys per team so six twelve it's still going to be way under what an nfl roster is though Full-time NASCAR drivers sharing the sports riches, earning from $1 million to $20 million annually in salary and purse winnings as well as endorsements. Now, well, I mean, I you got to take endorsements off of out of it. it. Yeah, right. I want to take endorsements out of it because, look, even the NBA. I think Steph Curry made $60 million last year. 11 of it was on the court. 49 of it was, like, shoe money. Yeah, now you have to factor that in, too, that, you know, the NFL, the NBA. Yeah, but he's just saying salary to they, salary. I mean, they, they have to deal with salary caps within their teams. Now, are you going to start throwing those things? Around when it comes to building your NASCAR team. All right, well that's a good question. You know what I mean? Like so, you, so, so, so don't you know? Don't just point to the NFL and say they're making more money because number one, you can point to baseball and say that they're making the most. Well, that's money. true. They're making which the most is crazy. money, and which is the way, truthfully, I think all sports should be is just no let salary these, cap. Let these dudes make the money that that the, that the market dictates. Pay for the team. Pay yeah, for, you're right. Pay for the team that you want to win. You pay for every championship. There has never been a championship in the history of pro sports that point. wasn't bought. And so, like, let these let these billionaire owners let them spend what they want to. 
spend. Who cares if they waste their money? No, that 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 is totally true. But it, I would agree that I would that if I were an NASCAR driver, I would be sitting behind the wheel of that car, two hundred and thirty miles per hour, three inches apart from one another. I always remind people of this when they knock NASCAR. You morons can't make it down seventy seven without smashing into one another because you can't stop staring into your phones. This is two hundred and fifteen miles per hour around turns, six inches apart from one another, and routinely people don't crash and die. That's I mean what they do is it might not be athletic in the sense of like a sport like that but make no mistake that is one of those things that I think people go well I drive a car to work (laughs) it's like dude it's, I'm gonna go play golf today, but right. I'm not. But I'm not Jason Day. Right. You, you can go out in your driveway and shoot free throws until your until your hands fall off, but that doesn't make you LeBron a NASCAR James. driver. Like, yeah. Right. No, right. Or yeah, absolutely. LeBron James. There. We do have a four pack of tickets for the WWE. You're getting those, and a uh, since it's Friday, we'll we'll pass out a new way to chug beer. We'll give you that next on Rock 106.9. The Stansberry Show. All right. I like it. I like it a lot. Rock 106.9. Hey guys, you got Stansberry here. When you're talking firearms, you know what you want? Knowledge, safety, and training. That's right. And you can find it all at Great American Shooting Sports in North Canton. Find Great American Shooting Sports state-of-the-art indoor gun ranges at 6505 Promler Street Northwest, right across Interstate 77 from the Strip. You can stay up to date at Facebook and Instagram or find more info at GreatAmericanShootingSports.com. I will tell you, they're offering you beginner firearm safety classes, concealed carry classes, and advanced tactical classes, and the best apparel by 511. Check out more at GreatAmericanShootingSports.com. 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show. Rock 106.9. Coming up at 9 o'clock, we'll talk to our good buddy, Officer Lamar Sharp, friend of the program. Friend of the community. Yeah, he is indeed. Yeah. That guy's got a very popular social media following. Did he ever find out um, about the twerking chicks outside of your house? Did he ever do any no. police work, investigation? No. No, never found out. Bad bitch 2017, never got that done? No, dude. Apparently he was too busy like <laughs> taking police reports of somebody's house that got robbed or something. I kept texting him. He's like, Stansbury, I'm in the middle of doing police work. I'm like, this is police work. Those chicks could be up to no good. They could be. They could be up to no good in your bedroom. I wish. That one was hot. <laughs> Just twerking in front of the mural next to my house. It was awesome. You know that parking lot next to my house is now like a place where like Uber drivers like hang out and talk really? to one another all afternoon. Really? Mm-hmm. Nobody gave me that message. No, they just like sit on the hood of their car and smoke cigarettes and talk loud next to my apartment so I can't sleep. It's like a place they all hang out now. Where the hell do you live, bro? I feel like you got bad bitches twerking over here. Uber drivers cheaping out Paul Malls, dude. What, the, what is going on in your life? Canton, buddy. <laughs> you know what I mean, I might as well live in a drive-thru. I think you just somebody get me the neon Missouri sign for for the front of my for the front of my building. I need it. So we'll talk to Lamar Sharp nine o'clock. There's a video online at WRQK.com that I watched that I wish I wouldn't have. Okay. And uh, we've actually taken the audio from this. And apparently, dude, this is a guy chugging beer out of a dead deer carcass. Take beer! A oh, God, is that even beer? <laughs> oh, <laughs> my God! <laughs> <laughs> what it is so gross. So they're like, so here's what's happening. So if you don't know, you kill a deer, you kind of hang it upside down right. and let the blood dry, like rush out of it. 
they're pouring the beer into the stomach of the deer, and it's going like down the deer, and he's like, he has his mouth open underneath the deer's mouth. And it's coming out of his throat. Out of the throat there, yeah, because you cut that out, so the blood spills out. Right, so you've got a lot of blood coming out as well. So, so he's drinking blood beer. beer. I mean, yeah, dude, isn't that what they always said Jägermeister was? Like, ah, it's elk it's elk blood. Yeah, th- there's, th- there's blood in it. Right, right. Hey, you so. want to sell a lot of this? <laughs> <laughs> right. I um, I mean, this is ridiculous. Um, I think these dudes are college guys, so there's probably yeah, I think a little they're frat bit of, boys. It's probably a little bit of like, dude, you're 19, you're underage drinking your ass off. Yeah, but I was 19. I was underage drinking my ass off, too, but out of dead animals? <laughs> so, so interesting story here. I've got two Bro. kind of deer-related, um, um, you, you know, party stories. Um, number one, I was what? Why? <laughs> number one, I was at this party in college. I was at Bowling Green State University. You know, and uh, I uh, he did not graduate from did Bowling not graduate Green. Ohio Center for Broadcasting is where the diploma's from, people. But so I'm at Bowling Green, and I think he's written in crayon. This dude comes up and he's like, "Hey, bro, you want to take a hit of this?" And I'm like, expecting a pipe or a blunt or something like that. And this dude has a deer horn that he has like drilled out the middle of oh, and converted yeah. into a, like a weed smoking device. So there's one of my stories. My second story. Yeah, is, that I probably would have done. Yeah, at that point I was like, well, why not? That we're probably going to do. This was probably, <laughs> this was probably I don't know, I was like a sophomore or junior in high school, and one of my buddies' dad was like a... Like an outdoor enthusiast, like a hunter, you know, to the to the brim. My so, dad was too, so always covered in mossy, mossy oak or we, whatever. Uh, so we're going over to my buddy's place and we're going to go smoke weed out in the garage. So we go out into the garage and, you know, we start smoking weed or whatever. And I turn around and hanging like three feet away from me is a dead deer totally skinned. So this deer is just chilling in the garage, 100% skinned, hanging upside down. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, I got to get out of here. And my buddy's like, no, dude, it's no big deal, man. And I was like, well, I, I guess you got weeds. So I'll keep hanging out in here. But like, I was just, just sitting there. My dad was a hunter, right? And he, uh, dude, he, he used to, he, he was a bow hunter. He didn't believe in like crossbows or shooting deers with right. guns. It's, a, it's more sportsmanlike if you use a bow and arrow, right? And he would never take my brother and I because it was like how he got away from us. Right. It wasn't like, oh, I'm going to take my kids in the woods and teach them how to be men. It was like, no, I hate my kids. <laughs> I'm, go- I'm going out to the woods for the weekend. No wife, no kids. Right. And so, like, I didn't know he would go to, like, Pennsylvania and, like, the heart of there or whatever to deer hunt. And I didn't know he had come home. And I used to would go out to the garage to smoke cigarettes. Right. And, and when I was living at my parents' house, and I didn't want them to know, I thought I was being sneaky, even though the whole entire real first, sneaky for the, the whole entire first floor of the house just reeked <laughs> like box Newports, and I did, and I didn't turn the lights on, and so I was just like standing in the garage smoking, and I bumped up against it, Ugh. and then I turned the lights on, and there was a bloody deer, and I was like, <laughs> I was like hugging it almost because I had like run into it. It was like honestly one of the creepiest feelings I've ever had. He did take me one. I think this is why he never took me again. Is honestly, my dad's uncle had a farm in New Philly, and he took my brother and I when we were young. Is is this when your brother tried to bang your cousin? No, different trip. Different trip. Same city, different trip. (laughs) I actually was was in New Philly yesterday, and it made me think about this because, you know, my dad, my whole, his whole family's from down there. And my, dude, his uncle Ray had a farm. And he took us down there the one day to go rabbit hunting. And my brother and I both were like, dude, I'm not shooting a rabbit. <laughs> I was like such a sissy about it. Like I wouldn't do it. Like I was like, I'm not killing animals. I think it's mean. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not doing it. Now take me to McDonald's so I can eat animals. <laughs> that was the whole thing. And I think from that point forward, he was just like, yeah, dude, my son's kind of a puss. He's not going to probably shoot animals. not going to be his thing. And he would never take us hunting ever again. Huh. You know what? He's kind of a dick, my dad. I don't know why I'm always leaning on. Like, he's the best. 
I don't know why I'm always leaving it on that. No, it's uh, it was just the, the thing he enjoyed that my brother and I both did not. Like, my brother's not a big hunter now. Um, you know, any of that stuff. I just, yeah, dude, I, I don't want to hang a deer. I don't want to have to cut its throat out. I don't want to have to. No, I don't want that just hanging in my garage no matter what I'm doing in there, dude. You pull in the car, you're driving the Civic in there, and all of a sudden it's just like, yep, yeah, there's a deer carcass. Dude, just tell me when the jerky's ready. Like, like that's what I want to know about dead deer. Just tell me when the jerky is ready. We'll talk to Lamar Sharp next on The Sandsbury Show. Good morning. The Stansberry Show. Or the god of your choosing. Best morning ever! Kent's Rock Station. Rock 106.9. Rock 106.9. And welcome back to the Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. Still have another four-pack of tickets for the WWE. Shortly, those will be passed out. 1-800-243-7625. The number you need on those. Joining us now, our good buddy from the Canton Police Department, Officer Lamar Sharp. Buddy, I'm so excited to talk to you. Um, There's a lot of stuff going on. All right? So, um, first and foremost... Maybe you should spend less time in my studio and more time catching those punks that ripped the gates off the Camp Memorial, or I'm sorry, the McKinley Monument there. Did you hear about that? I did not. Oh, yeah. The, some of the punks were ripping some of the gates off the windows of that thing. Damn kids nowadays. Yeah, no. yeah, yeah. yeah. But, hold on. First, we, before we even start this, I got to do my What do my I know more about the crime? Oh. I, 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 <laughs> yeah, well, I got to do this for Fantone because we're both wrestling fans. And oh, I have to God. say, finally, the shark has come oh. back to the Stansberry show. Oh. Oh. <laughs> WWE can't tomorrow night at the Civic Center. Yeah, that's we right. To, we, we need to get a tag team match. I think I think I know people. We might be able to make something happen tomorrow Listen. night at Civic Center. Officer Lamar Sharp and Fantone going out there. Tag Listen. Team well, I'll year. tell you what, dude. Tomorrow's night, Saturday night. I'm going to work on my own tag team match, buddy. You, you, oh. guys, you guys go have fun at WWE. Enjoy that. Have, have all the fun in the world. So one of your <laughs> brethren the other day and on a not-so-light night, uh, note uh, rather, dude, one of uh, your fellow officers the other day had to have a dose of Narcan because the, the, they had uh, encountered a suspect that had I, they. From what I read, he was trying to dump the the drugs out in the car. Mm. Which why, why in the hell would you think that was yeah, the right thing to do? Yeah. And so, like, obviously, this is like on the top of your mind every time you go out now, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I called that officer last night um, just to check up on him, and he's he's doing good. Is you he? Know, yeah, good. he's fine. It's, it, yeah, it's good to hear that. Yeah, that's thankful because you know when I came on. It, it, when you go through stages, because when I first came on this job, I think my fear was I had a fear of getting a shot. Right? Yeah, of course. Yeah, so. I would too. But you know what? Now it's not. That's not even a top thing for me anymore. Really? No, because the first thing now was 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 the highway. I'll tell you a story. I was on a highway on thirty. It was icy one night. The guy's car broke down. I helped get him across the highway. Like he was standing there. Right. So as I get over there to go check on his car, I see a car fish tailing out. Oh yeah, that would and be terrible. I'm like, I'm talking about like little tingle down my leg, and I'm just like, sure. I'm about to jump over the median. Sure. And I'm about to get hit. That's my biggest fear. Now I actually can say now, drivers now, are like yeah. sure. Now this whole thing with the the heroin is that now that's my biggest fear. That's your biggest fear running it's in anywhere. It? Well, yeah, and it's everyone. Now. Yeah, there's 12 year old kids are being exposed to this that are that are that are dying. And, you know, it's and I mean, don't get me wrong, like heroin obviously terrible, but you go up the ladder and it turns into fentanyl and it's car fentanyl. Car and fentanyl, what, yeah. what what once was like heroin was. It, it, not saying like you would ever like touch it, but like car fentanyl, like the slightest amount can put somebody right. into an oh, overdose yeah. situation. Oh, yeah. There now, does every cop on the CPD? Do you guys all have Narcan with you? Yeah, we all have to sign it out. Yeah. It's oh, you sign it out. Sign okay. It out. Yeah, everybody's required to take one. That way, they so they know yeah. you're not giving it to a family member yeah. who needs and it or something and, like yeah, that. Yeah, and that's like even with Project Don because the Project Don, I want to go get my own just to have in my own personal car. Right. Because you may be driving somewhere, and here's the thing: is like people have to understand that. 
that heroin epidemic, it's not just it's not a habit. Like somebody right. has a smoking uh, right. cigarette habit. This is a disease. Um we just spoke at uh with Lieutenant Gabbard. We spoke at Walsh here Tuesday. And that's the thing we have to understand. It's like this is a disease. Well, they say in Ohio the problem's getting worse, not better. You know, yeah. I read an article I, I, just, I, I read an yeah. article this morning that basically laid it out flat and said, yeah. Look, that this problem is getting worse and worse where people are stopping talking about it and that's mm-hmm. part of the problem. Well, Ohio is the hub of it, but I can honestly say when uh, I was just listening to Lieutenant Gabbard and he was talking about the numbers, Stark County is getting better. Is that right? Okay, so that's good. Uh, Ohio's whole, maybe not so much, but if Star County's getting a little bit better, Mm -hmm. that I will take pride in. I I do like that. I I do want to ask you an uncomfortable question. I have an uncomfortable question for you. Oh, man. But but you played college football, Mm -hmm. all right? So you got football in your background, and you're a police officer. Yes. How do you feel about the national anthem protest in the NFL? Like, because really, this whole thing started over police brutality, is is, 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 what, is right. what we were told by right. Colin Kaepernick. And I know you; you and I have a personal relationship outside of this. And I know you to be a pretty logical guy and pretty reasonable. So I, I'm very interested to hear what your opinion on that is. Well, <laughs> it's tough, right? Uh, yeah, it is. It is. It's tough because I, here's what I've always said, Lamar. I'll tell you where I'm where I'm coming from. Is that I believe that there are real issues there. There are. I really do. There are. But I think about guys like you, who mm-hmm. I know, right? And um, and I got a couple of Cleveland cop buddies too, as well. So I know there are bad apples out there. But I worry that the, what gets lost in that narrative is that all police officers are painted with the brush of. Well, they're just awful and looking to murder you. Yeah. And I don't believe that to be true. That's not true. I And so, like, I, I was wondering, as a member of the force, obviously an African-American officer, when you turn on a football game, mm-hmm. how do you feel about that? I have different emotions about it. I would imagine. Yeah, I do. Because, you know, one, for the reason that it was about police brutality. But at the same time, do you look at some of these NFL players and say, what are you doing as far as trying to bridge the gap between – What's going on? Find out the issues. Ringing that. a bell versus right. are we taking action? Now, it should be yeah. pointed out, Colin Kaepernick has donated a lot of money. He's actually kind of stepped up since you know his initial uh, protest. But I do agree with you that I think there's a little bit of piling on that's been mm-hmm. happening here and not a lot of follow-up. And I think the NBA has been doing a little bit better because I, there's a guy, a buddy I have in Gainesville, Florida, okay. and um, he he's called a basketball cop, and he literally works with the NBA. Oh, really? Yeah, and they you know and they go out together. As you know, and they go on like to the communities together. Yeah, I, I, I know. You, I know you're kind of the spearhead of this when it comes to the efforts in Canton to have that community outreach. Um, but what do you think, like specifically, needs to happen to kind of improve that situation where we're talking about you know community relations when it comes to the police? Because I mean, they're both you know they're both a part of the success of our city. So right. like, how do we how do we bridge that gap as 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 members of the, of, of Canton? Well, you know. It, the, it all starts with the top, you know, and I think it starts with the top. Our chief, you know, when we kind of, when, when Chief Lover took over, we had Chief Wyatt, and Chief Wyatt was just an amazing guy. Right. Really, absolutely amazing. But at the same time, when you're there for so long, you kind of get stuck in your ways. Of course. And then when Chief Lover comes in, he brings something fresh, something new, and he realizes, he says, okay, this is what we need to do. We need to be out in the community more because if you look around, we don't have the same issues that a lot of these cities have. No, that is true. Because and that's the thing is because our community policing, our our CIU unit, we're out knocking on doors, we're doing cleanups, we're doing this. I, I constantly say that I think that that is the number one problem with law enforcement today is that it's been 
just stay in the cruiser and patrol right. the neighborhoods versus like walking around, Get getting to know cruiser. the people who are in those neighborhoods, knowing their names. They know your name. They feel a little bit more like, oh, okay, you're not just the guy who kicks in my cousin's door. Right, it's like right. there's a little bit, there's some stuff going on there. I know you and right. I talk about that a lot while, while we're together. And I agree with you that I think Canton Police does a better job mm. of that than some other communities yeah. that I've seen recently. Now, you've teamed up recently with Project Rebuild, and your guys are going to do yes. something called Socktober. So what I want to do here is I want to take a quick break, come back, okay. back and I want to find out all about Socktober next on Rock 106.9. The Stansberry Show. Rock 106.9. Hey guys, you got Stansberry here for Wakeham Subaru. October is Subaru Loves Pets Month. To celebrate, Wakeham Subaru is making a commitment to pets and animal rescues, and they're asking for you to help out too. Visit Wakeham Subaru all month long for a donation drive with the Second Chance for Animals, a local pet rescue. Wakeham Subaru will be collecting much-needed items for Second Chance, including dog food, cat food, cat litter, blankets, collars, leashes, cleaning supplies, and gift cards to local pet stores. Drop off your supplies at Wakeham Subaru now through October 31st. All donations go directly to Second Chance for Animals. Also, if you're looking for a new cat or dog, make sure you visit the Pet Adoption 106.9. And welcome back to the Sandsbury Show on Rock 106.9. We're joined in studio by Officer Lamar Sharp. And buddy, um, let me tell you something you said off the air that I wish you would have said on it. No. <laughs> you ready to play this game? You ready to play this game? Let's, let, let's play this game. The, the statement Lamar made off the air, I wish you would have said on it, which is, yo, Stan you're looking kind of slim these days. There it is. Uh, I was sitting there like, dude, your boy needed that. You talking about? <laughs> your boy needed that. I've I know, been watching. Man, good, man. I've been watching the diet a little bit. I've been uh, the last couple of days. I've been a little sketchy. I had uh, I had some drive through stuff the other night. And, and then you bring them in donuts. You brought man. donuts. Had had one of those. Probably going to eat a few more of those. Peace, love and little donuts. Yeah, and they're delicious. Actually, yes. uh, I used to eat that all the time when I lived down in Oregon. That's an oh. Oregon thing. And oh, when right. I lived out there, yeah, no, they uh, th- they were wild about it out there. Oh, and they're really really good. Joining us is Officer Lamar Sharp. Buddy, today is First Friday, so you're doing your Stuff the Cruiser event. Where can people find you for that? I'm going to be posted up at the Green Space right down there at the uh, 3rd and right, right between 3rd and Market. Okay. I know where that is. Yeah. Absolutely. So you'll be out there. What time are you going to be out there doing that? Um, I'll be out there from 3 to 7. 3 to 7 this uh, yeah. this afternoon. Nice. Well, I might have some balloons on my on my Cruiser. You can't okay. miss Big Bertha. No. That's, that's what you call it? That's what I call it. Big Bertha 200? Because when you back her up, she beeps, beep, beeps. <laughs> What not not touching that one? What are we? What are we stuffing the cruiser with? What what are we doing here? Uh, just some healthy snacks. Uh, here's the thing, Allen Elementary. Um, I like how you bring me yeah. donuts, but you're collecting healthy <laughs> snacks for other people. Touche. <laughs> uh, listen, I, which I, thanks for I, that. Yeah. By the way. Hey, no problem. I don't want I healthy you. snacks. Yeah, I got you. Um, and and t-shirts. Oh, nice. Yeah, you know, I had to take care of them. You guys yeah, are you officially do. being yeah. better me. Yeah. You do. You've also now teamed up with a uh, with a charity that Fantone works very closely with, mm-hmm. Project Rebuild, and you're doing Socktober. So walk me through what Socktober is. Well, this is we're going to collect socks, and uh, we're going to donate them to the so it's a, it's a kids in Stark County, right? Correct, okay. correct. Okay. okay. What, what this all came from, and it's through another friend of the program, Ricky Smith, um, socks are like one of the most needed things when it comes to homeless shelters, yeah. when it comes to you know donations that you know different organizations will get. You think about food. You think about you know toys at Christmas. You think about all those different things. Um, but, dude, socks are something that everyone needs, and uh, there's right. plenty of kids running around right now who probably, you know, it would make all the difference in their days just to have a clean, dry pair of socks on them. Mine, too. Um, yeah. So I do know that we're going to get something set up at the radio station where if you want to come up and make a delivery, um, Linda at the front desk will definitely take your socks or at the Project Rebuild uh, building that's located at Shorb and Fifth downtown. So uh, you can make a stop there and, and donate as well. Lamar, let me ask you something. Yes, sir. When do you take, like, 10 minutes for you? 
You're right because you got the you got the very demanding job that is yeah. the police officer thing, and then yeah. now you've become like the well the all things to every person in the community guy. Like when is like when does your wife get ten minutes with you where you're not like doing something else? I can't say that on. She's the like right now, <laughs> right now she's like you're damn right, Stansberry. I want a half hour more with my husband every day. But like everybody's pulling you in a thousand I different know. directions, and I mean. Well, that's that's got to be tough, right? Yeah, but you know what? I have a, I have a. Like, Tell a me what southern, it's like to be popular, man. I'll a, never know. Yeah, I have a southern like a. She has like <laughs> that southern mentality. She's real good. She caters and she takes care of me. So she picks me up, gets me going. Plus, you know, a lot of things like all these flyers. My girl Sharon. Yep, yep, Sharon yep, Jones, yep. Did, Over she, from CSE she, Federal yeah, Credit she, Union, yep, we love did, Sharon. She did these flyers for me, but then my board members they help and do things too. So they kind of keep me balanced too. But so I have some great board members and. You're just you're always out. I like know. I always see the videos, I, I which is great. And I, I did you do a great thing for the community. It's just I, I just always worry about that with you. Where it's I like, know, man, when are you taking ten minutes for you? Because my day is off. I'm working. I'm like, right. Uh, you got you got you but, got as an officer the Be a Better Me Foundation, yeah. and then your coach of the uh, of, of the Golden Eagles as well. Yeah. Right? Yeah, look at the that. Glen Oak yeah. action right there. Yeah, Glen Oak. What's How's that? that season going? It could go better, but we're, we're still listen. We're playing. We're going to be some. Uh, we're going to do some upsets on uh, some schedules and some. Okay, seasons. that's so, all right. That's what we got to do. Now. Yeah, a little spoiler. Well, who you guys playing tonight? Uh, we don't play tonight. We play tomorrow night. We play the uh, number one team in the state of Ohio, St. Ignatius. <laughs> Is that right? Yeah, yeah they're pretty good. <laughs> hey, it's all right, dude. Glen Oak, dude. That's all right. Upset listen, season, baby. Listen, I like it. Listen, we go. That's why you play the game. Spoiler, the baby. Numbers. That's true. On any given Saturday, I guess is what it would be now. But that you're are you are right. That's why you play the games. You never know what could happen there. Man, you are like the busiest dude ever. You make me feel lazy. And I know. And then I got to dance with the stars. Oh, Ken's dancing with the stars. Yeah. Who's your partner on that? I need help, Katie Russell. Okay. Is that right? Okay. I need help. I need help. uh, I can't help you with that. I mean, I I do not need help. What do you need? I need some sponsors. I need some help. I need some people to come on. Oh, well, we can help you with that. Support, you know who we should track me. down is our good buddy Scott from TD's Tailgate Grill. He, he's already helping me out. Is he? Oh, okay, yes. good. I got, what day did I got? I got Scott uh, on October 26th in North Canton. Okay. Oh, nice. Celebrity yeah. bartender or something yep. like that? Okay. Yep. Five okay, to cool. eight. Got nice. Toddy B's. I got, I got uh, the scavenger hunt. Are you a good dancer? I'm. Listen. Listen, like you look like a good listen, grinder. Listen. I'm not sure you'd be a good I, right. Like, with the like blue light just on. like three o'clock in the club, with, yeah, just the, holding the cup. Listen, you know, down in the basement. The yo, blue girl, light. yo, girl. Yo, I, girl. I can see that, but like, don't dance all night to the slow song. Come you're, on. I, I worry about you. Like, like with like Fantone though. You're both so tall. Like, do, do you have hey. grace? Hey, right here, tall baby. guys rock. Right here, baby. Do, you, do you have grace? Yeah. I, I don't, I don't see it. I don't, yeah, I don't listen, see the ballroom dancing thing listen, out of you. I'm light on my toes. Well, it, it's not necessarily... <laughs> it means something different than when we grew up, right? <laughs> Listen, I could probably dance better than those girls you probably saw dancing outside your room. Now, that's a, now, that, now that's, a damn, that's a damn lie. And that's a damn lie. And I said this morning, I was like, you know, I was like, I asked him to track these, these girls down, but he's too busy, you know, with like burglaries and stuff. Too busy, like, you know, patrolling like, the hard streets. Leave me alone, man. I'm doing police work. Dude, every, dude, I've set up cameras outside of my window trying to catch those, those girls since the day that happened. You're next you're going to see a drone outside there. I'm like, why has that drone been in the air all night? Just me and Trevor Bauer tracking down <laughs> tracking down the thoughts of Canton, just doing whatever we can. It was awesome. 
<laughs> yeah, no, we need to we we need to get on those. We also probably should steer more towards your charities and less <laughs> less down the. I, every time you come in here, I worry because it helps oh, me. But man. I gotta wonder when you go into work on yeah. Monday, are they just like, dude, why do you gotta embarrass us? Right, like right. What chief gonna be like? Uh, come to my office, <laughs> sit down. Dude, if I get Close you sent, see, that's the problem. If I get you sent to the principal's office, I'll think it's funny. Like no, I'm a ten year old. But listen, if it happens, just know. That I'm going to come here and I'm going to be working. I'm going to sit in the corner. Okay. And I'm just going to sit in the corner and I'm going to have a little microphone and I'm just going to. I was going to say, when have you ever just sat quietly anywhere? (laughs) Nah. I was going to say. When was that born? No. (laughs) So today, third in Cleveland, right downtown. People can stop by, you know, um, fill the cruiser. Yeah, because when I leave here, I'm going to BJ's and I'm going to go buy a whole bunch of stuff. Um, Like I said, a lot of those kids there, they eat early and some of them. What they try to do is give them a snack throughout the end of the day because what happens when you get hungry? You start to lose focus. Right. You get cranky, right? Yeah. And I have no idea what that's it, like. Yeah. Well, <laughs> None. Hangry. Yes. I, uh, and I absolutely do get that. So yeah. stop by. See Officer Lamar yep. Sharper on first Friday today. Third in Cleveland downtown from 3 to 7 this afternoon. Also, Socktober with Project Rebuild. Mm-hmm. We're going to be setting up something here at the radio station. You'll be able to drop some socks off for that. Dancing with the stars. Dancing with the Gold stars. Eagles. <laughs> like, don't get arrested yeah. by the guy. Yeah. Yeah. Lamar, you are a busy man. Yeah. And twerk patrol, most <laughs> importantly. <laughs> twerk patrol. We'll pass out that four-pack of tickets for the WWE. That will be tomorrow night. Uh, that event will be tomorrow night, but you'll get your tickets next on Rock 106.9. The Stansberry Show. We may not be a global epidemic yet. On iHeartRadio. This is a dream come true. Canton's Rock Station. Rock 106.9. Rock 106.9. And all I gotta say is it's Friday. And everybody help me say the sinner's prayer. Say, oh God. Oh, my night. Clint Parker. Melinda Brown Duncan, baby. Kick the dust up. If if he were habitual homosexuals, then by all means, take a hike. I thought I like women. Women, women, women. And here he is, having the time of his life. It is other than jazz. It's the only other real American art form there is. There's a dirty little secret. I've said that if Melinda Brown Duncan, baby. If it weren't my daughter, perhaps I'd be dating her. But he gotta eat the booty like groceries. You gonna die doing this dumb ass, yeah. f-ing fool? Open your mouth so I can give you this milk. Open your f-ing mouth, man. I gotta do you like my two-year-old baby. The truth of the matter is, you were not a good baby. Well, you ain't seen nothing, my friend, until you have a flame coming out of your butthole and you need an asbestos diaper. To be able to keep that flame from burning a hole in your pants, you ain't seen nothing yet. And I don't know nothing about it, but I learned quick, fast, and hurt. Uh, nobody's ever accused me of pulling any weapon on them. What? The 1-1 one, one pitch, swung on, fly ball, left center, not that deep, on the run, Chisholm Hall, gives way, keep this with a diving catch in left center. How about that? And a sensational diving catch in left center by Jason Kipnis. You told me to leave while I'm in my order while you're making out with that slut. Being in the industry with how much you take on your face. It's funny to hear females talk about routes. Like. Most of my sex took place on camera. And you know, this is her. This is her. I'm 46 years old. You know, bring your kids so kiss my black Hey, hold the presses. We just got some breaking news. Here it comes. A swing and a miss. Ball game. Got him with another curveball. So the Indians, they win game one. A 
the division series against the New York Yankees, winning it by a final score of four to nothing. Welcome back to the Sands Show on Rock 106.9. Online for you at WRQK.com. If you miss anything from this morning, like Munch, you can catch that at the podcast shortly after 10 a.m. We asked him if he thought Terry Francona was the best head coach slash manager in Cleveland sports history. You get his take on that. I like that answer, or the question. That was good. Fantone also sat down with Becky Lynch, WWE superstar, uh, and ahead of that event tomorrow night at the Canton Civic Center. If you missed that interview, 10 a.m., you can uh, podcast that at WRQK.com. We have pretty much all morning basically forgotten that it was first Friday, which I can't yeah. believe. Yeah. I can't believe, which I, I don't know what to do now because I wanted to spend all afternoon just kind of like posted up, beer right. on the couch, watching the Tribe game, 5 o'clock. Right. But now it's like, well, dude, do I want to maybe nap it a little bit and then head out for first Friday tonight? Maybe I do. I know you were talking about possibly getting around a golf in. I didn't know you were talking about possibly getting a uh, future ex-Mrs. Stansberry in there. So, dude, you got a little uh, full docket right there, right? The schedule's thick. All the right. schedule's <laughs> thick. Yeah, a lot, lot to do. I uh, I don't know what I'm going to do either, dude. There's Sark County High School football. Jackson taking on, uh, on McKinley tonight. I kind of want to go to that game. Um, but you're right, dude. Five o'clock Indian start time. I mean, we're all kind of in a tough predicament right here. Yeah, I don't know what to do on that. Um, I, I know you're going to the WWE tomorrow night. Indeed, you got, dude, Matt, dude, Fantone has front row tickets. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, buddy. Uh, shout out to the Canton Charge, Mike Clark in particular, again, for getting me the hookup on those front row tickets. Um, thank you guys very much for doing things that my station couldn't exactly get done there, so I appreciate <laughs> Oh, dude, so Friday. I appreciate you. Friday. The boss is already gone. Dude, He's the already gone. finish He's, line is right He's there. defiance. It's fine, dude. It doesn't matter. Um, but yeah, I'm sure there's a county fair or something. <laughs> shout out. Shout out to them. And, uh, dude, if you guys see me at WWE tomorrow, I'll be the tall idiot in the front row screaming my head off. Are you taking big gold? Uh, oh, oh, yeah, I think I'm going to. Yeah, I'll take the belt. I'll be, I'll be, I'll be out there with the belt. I'll be with my girlfriend. Dude, come say what's up to me, man. I can't wait to meet people. Can't Dude, wait to take pictures with you. By you know, the way, thing. your girlfriend's a blonde. I think Big Gold should be her name. There like that. <laughs> that would be awesome. I'm sure she probably doesn't like that one that much, but that that would be awesome. Also, Sunday, you can catch Fantonis. He'll be at TD's Tailgate Grill, the Cable Jackson location, right next to Fiddlesticks, watching the Browns game, 1230 to 230 on that one. Have you moved on the Browns game at all? My maybe, possibly, could, could possibly win that game. No, they lose by 17. Lose by 17. I'm just <laughs> so, telling you, they lose by 17. Right, I'll take it. I'll take it. Uh, but no, excited to be out there, 1230 to 230. Um, NFL Sunday ticket. So literally every football game that you want to watch, you can watch at TDs. Um, and I don't know what your wife has planned for Sunday afternoon meal, but I'm telling you right now, it's not going to be good as a steak fajita masher. It's not going to be good as the as the Charleston shrimp masher there. Uh, Fair so point. You, so you should come on out. It's going to be a good time. Everybody always asks thir- uh, Friday at the end of the program, NFL bets I like or that I may make. I really, I, I said it, I, I've said it a bunch of times. You give me Aaron Rodgers and points and I like it. It already burned me once this season, but if you give me Aaron Rodgers and points, I like it. He's getting two and a half on the road at Dallas. I like that. Another game I'm thinking about betting right now because of the issues uh, surrounding Cam Newton. Detroit's giving up two and a half on their home field to Carolina. But Carolina's coming off a huge win against the New England Patriots, which is why Cam was super cocky and why he got ahead of himself in that in, in, in that press conference. And I believe they're emotional. They're up and down. I believe they come back down to a valley, and, and Detroit wins that game. Yeah, Lions are a pretty high-power offense. Yeah. If you got Matt Stafford behind center, I uh, I like that bet, too. I like that bet. Giving up two and a half seems crazy to, to you know Cam Newton, who is a powerful throw. But I will take Stafford giving up the two and a half like on it. his home field. I like that bet a lot. Um, you know, people were on me 
on Facebook actually saying, you know, you're on Cam Newton because you hate him. He didn't do anything. Women even were like, he didn't do anything wrong. He was joking with her. And what I'll say is, is okay, well, let's say he was joking, which he totally wasn't. I'll explain that here in a minute. But if he was joking, you still get in trouble for that kind of stuff today. And you could tell by the look on his face when she's asking him the question. He's sitting there thinking, you're an idiot broad. I can't believe you're asking me this question. And if you go back and watch the entire press conference, she asks him one of the best questions, NFL football-related questions, he get asks. He gets asked in the entire interview process. He laughed her off, was dismissive, and then said it directly into the camera. Walked right by her after the press conference and didn't say a word to her. And then apologized 24 hours later after Dan and put him on the bench. He was not joking with her. He was dismissive to her. None of those guys in that press room played football either. She knows as much as they do. She asked a very insightful and very good question and was dismissed. That's going to be a problem. And I'm sticking up for her because I hate when I have to hear people bitch about race or sex when it doesn't, when it doesn't apply to the situation. But this time, it totally did. So you got to hold people's feet to the fire when that happens. And yes, I just kind of dislike Cam Newton a little bit. I'm just a cam doubter. I am that. We have another four-pack of tickets for the WWE. Let's end the show by giving you those. We'll take caller 25, 1-800-243-7625. We'll send you to that. Aside from that, we are done for the week. Monday morning, 6 a.m., live on Rock 106.9. You guys have a safe, safe weekend. See you.